Welcome to Rodeo Time. (laughs) 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 Rodeo Time, the podcast where we talk about all things rodeo, ranching. Um, Today we're going to talk to a bareback rider, Mr. Ross Sherrod. We'll get into his correct pronunciation later. It's Ross Sherrod, bareback rider, but he's got a little bit more to his story, Marine, and uh, we're going to talk about that. Um, what 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 would be like? What's the quick terminology? Like you were a wartime vet. I guess, uh, like a lot of people call it, combat veteran. Combat veteran. Combat veteran. Yeah, two that's tour. what it is. Yeah, yeah. two tour combat. Veteran. Iraqi combat veteran. Yep, that's yeah. what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna t- uh, tell his story. We rodeoed together for better part of a decade, and uh, we still do go to a lot of the same rodeos together. So. Uh, um, I've heard a lot of these stories, not necessarily in order like this, but um, so yeah, it's it's great to finally sit down. We actually even had to take a break in the middle because it was it's the first time we've ever done that. And I had to pee. So yeah, so it's like <laughs> 70, 70 podcasts in. So I feel like we're Joe Rogan or something. Yeah, some of his are l- longer podcasts. This one's like a it's war, love, and rodeo. It's not a lot of love. Well, love for each, for each other, and oh, I guess yeah. your country. Yeah, but it's not a lot of like relationship stuff. And, that, the, and the tender wedding that you that you're always talking about. Oh yeah, the yeah. Bonus, we didn't talk about bonus that. story in the intro. I officiated Ross's wedding. I played the music. <clears throat> yeah, saxophone. So, saxophone. I've done. I've done. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've done 14 weddings. I'm 14 and 0. Everybody's still together, so I got a good record. <clears throat> but um. I actually called his wife the wrong name in the wedding. It was it was funny though. Because I used the notes from another, you know, because when I did the vows, I used notes so I don't mess it up. I don't trust that to memory. And I had used notes from Jeremy and Carly's wedding. Yeah. So I called Ashley Carly. <laughs> Which and they're friends are, so it wasn't yeah, that big of a deal yeah, anyway. Yeah. It's not like I called her like one of your ex-girlfriend's names yeah. or something. <laughs> 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 anyway, bonus story there in the intro. Um, I'd like to thank the, the sponsors bringing this to us, Rock and Roll Denim, Reflex Denim, which um, I, you know, I wish you could have worn you know, back in yeah. the day, but now we can get you in them now. Uh, Total Feeds, Feeding Our Ponies, American Hats, and um, Can-Am. Off-road Excalibur containers. Now let's get to the podcast. Pow, pow. Time. Got to get her on down the road. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Rodeo time, the podcast. Uh, you got your main crew here. Same same old with uh, one addition. We've got uh, Mr. Roscoe Diggity, as he is called in my phone and around my condo. Um, <laughs> Ross Sherrod, <laughs> Mr. Ross Sherrod, longtime friend of Rodeo Time, longtime friend of Dale Brisby, Leroy Gibbons, and uh, Rodeo all together. You bet. Ross Sherrod. Mr. Sherrod. Mr. A lot Sherrod. of people don't know how to pronounce your name. Jacobs and Sterling. <laughs> Mr. Sherrod. Well, that's like, how does Procom announce it? I can't remember. Pronounce it. I think they say sh- Sherrod, maybe? Yeah. Or, yeah. I know like every announcer does. Yeah. Except the ones that like know. There's like Except a, the ones that know, that know. know. Yeah. yeah. That's when you know you're on the... Or Sherrod yeah. or... Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like 
It's Frank. Jeremy Malankin. Yeah. <laughs> it's Melanson, but close. It's how, how the computer pronounces it is usually how they yeah. pronounce it. Ross Sherrod here, two-time uh, veteran of, you know, and then, but. That was all you're doing. Two ta- it's like one, yeah. one veteran. The first three or f- two. Not, well, like the whole first summer we went together, I would like go up and tell the announcer. Yeah, he would. He'd go up there. He'd like sneak Shh, up there. He'd oh, sneak yeah. up there and tell him about all the veteran stuff, and I'd be like, "How the heck did they even know that?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like wondering. Who what, is this guy? I was trying to get all the points. I was trying to get all the points because it was every little bit helps, you know. It's it a, does. It's an objective measurement. Like, yeah. It is that guy's opinion. So, like, they hear, oh, he went to Iraq twice. Wow, that horse really mashed him, but he still marked him out. Oh, that's a good ride. Whoa, flying dismount. All of a sudden, I'm going to go with an 84, not a 79. I don't I mean, that's just in or theory. 68. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with a 68 instead of a 65. That, no matter what happened, the crowd still went crazy for you. Yeah. If you got one jumped, they still, not that you got one jumped, but if you did get one jumped, they'd still. At we still time, respect you. <laughs> yeah. At that time, I wasn't getting one jump. There was a time and there was a period of time at the beginning where I was getting, well, no, I guess not really on bareback horses much. Yeah, I was about to say, it's I don't think I've ever seen you get one jump. Yeah, no, well, saddle bronc horses, I. Well, that's different. Yeah. That's different. Same thing. I think I got different. one jumped for a year. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I got on yeah. for a year just yeah. The first year you get on saddle bronc courses, you're a, a one jump chump. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that yeah. That, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's bronc ride. That is bronc ride. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, like yeah, loving yeah. in high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know about that. Yeah. 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 Neither do I. Um <laughs> So, anyway, <coughs> yeah, in bareback riding, it's, you you got to be, your hands got to be out of the rigging for you to get one jumped. Like, yeah, because you gotta even get if you're completely man. out of control, like, the way it takes you to get that, I mean, like, you could be flopping all over. Yeah. Second, I don't know. There's probably some horses well, that could one jump you. I Biscuit mean, and Snook, he got one jumped a lot. What? <laughs> I didn't even get one jumped whenever I was on cool water. In a bareback no, rigging. you didn't get one jump. I mean, it was like but three. It, on horses oh, like that, man. sometimes you want to get one jump. Yeah. Instead, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's been horses where I'm like, ugh, I just want off this sucker. Like I'm just gonna get off. Yeah. I, I just put myself back in at that rodeo while you were getting on cool water, and my stomach started hurting. <laughs> I got a doo-doo Long view. <laughs> <laughs> To the OG podcast listeners They've heard that story three or four times But yeah, yeah that's the rodeo where I decided I was done riding bareback horses Because yeah. I feel like I mean like I don't want to say anybody can ride the hoppers But like Because Even in bareback riding like There's probably plenty of people in the world That would still get a little scared to get on a hopper But like as far as Going from um, an average rodeo contestant, cowboy, bareback yeah. rider to an elite, you know, top. I feel like when you draw the tough horses, like yeah. a modern day, like Virgil, you know, 
then that should like get you excited not yeah. not and i think a little bit of nervousness is okay but there's a difference between like using that nervousness rather than like literally almost Being peeing in your pants absolutely terrified yeah, fearful <laughs> like, like and so i can't believe i'm about to do this <laughs> that, that's what went through my mind yeah i can't believe i'm about to do this and so i was like i don't need to do this anymore and and uh but like if it were a bull or even a bronc saddle on one of those horses like i'm not saying if i wasn't prepared there may not be a, a feeling of doubt creep into my head it never has before because I'm Dale Brisby and I'm always prepared, yeah. but there's not a, but in either one of those events, there was not a, a terrified feeling. Yeah. It see, was more of a, I'm ready for this challenge feeling. Well, and mine was kind of in the bronc riding. Like I was always worried about catching a dang stirrup. Like I was always worried about sliding off the edge and catching a stirrup. Yeah. And I think I did it. Like the third horse I ever got on, I slid off, caught my left stirrup, and I freaking drug halfway around the arena. Dang! And your dad, your dad was sitting there hollering at me, telling me to roll to my belly, and so I rolled over, but I got stepped on all on the backside, like on the backside of my yeah. shoulder and stuff. That was like the third horse I got on. Oh dang! Yeah, so. From the, oh, that was it. No, I bet it was at a school. It was. It was at uh, New Caney. Yeah, it was at a yeah. school. Dude, I love yeah. that school. I was about in to say May, if it was his third horse May of, was there. Yeah. May of 05. Dang, I forgot that you that yeah. yeah, you met him before you met us. Yeah, so I got I got out of the Marine Corps like May 5th of 05. And then like two weeks later I went to that school with New Caney and met your dad. Dang. And I, I forgot so I, so about I started that, getting on Bronx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, at that Sankey school, started getting on Bronx, had a crappy saddle, just a bunch of stuff that I threw together and thought that this is what I needed. What size was it? It was probably a 17. Oh, my God. At least. Ross should be riding uh, probably a 15 and three quarters. 15 quarter. and three. Yeah, or a 16 on the long end. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, uh, just knowing you, and obviously knowing my father, uh, in that moment, like, I imagine he wasn't freaking out because no. he had, you know, not only been hung up probably but seen it a million times and so yeah. he's yelling to, at you the correct like fundamentals of how to react which is if you're ever hung up to a horse getting drugged by a stirrup the way your foot is shaped and the way the stirrup is shaped if you'll roll over typically you will come out your boot's supposed to come off but if you got yeah but if, if it doesn't come yeah. off and you roll to your belly the way your foot's shaped when it turns over it should come out so that's protocol yeah. When you're hung up, you know, you roll to your belly. And so he's yelling that. And I imagine you're staying pretty calm. Somewhat. I mean like <laughs> Ow. I'm flying to the air. I mean the first so the first one the first one I got on, I I got bucked off and landed on my dang head. So I'm like you know, like if you hit somebody in football looking down and you know, spear somebody, you get that little stinger. Oh yeah. So I had that little stinger the first one I got on. So then, by the third one, I was kind—I of, was pretty soared up. I mean, I was 23, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But, and so, 
Uh, yeah, I think I was pretty calm. I mean, I was like, uh, I'm, like I don't know what the hell to do here. I'm yeah. just dragging around the arena. Maybe yeah. somebody will stop this horse eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but he was sitting there hollering to me, and so I was like, oh. And so I just rolled over, and foot came out, and everything was good. <laughs> like, wow, that worked. Yeah. That's the best, like, na- you'll forever. You'll never have to wonder. If you yeah. ever get hung up to a horse, you're just going to, that's like, that's how you, you fundamentally install the, the protocol in somebody's heart and mind. Like, put them in it, and then use it, and now all of a sudden, you'll never forget. Like, roll yeah. to your belly. Um so how long was it? But look, the reason why I say, like, I can imagine how you acted was because, like, we've all been in pressure situations, which is relative when you're talking to Ross Sherrod, who's a two-time veteran of Iraq. But the point is, is, like, I've seen you in, like, some situations where, like, for instance, one time we were working at the uh, Texas A&M vet clinic together yeah. in the in the equine department. Yeah. We were, that that and, means horses. And, uh... Oh, Some How- horses Howard Fisher. What was that? Yeah, Girl, that was Howard the one Fisher. guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He taught us all the best napping secret yeah. spots. <laughs> yeah. um, he still there works a, there. there was the a, guy's gonna get fired. There was a uh, there was a guy that worked in the cafeteria. We went in there all the time. Is a Mexican guy standing around, and he called him Ron. I don't even remember what his name was, but he called him Rodriguez. <laughs> Just not. He called every every Mexican guy he came across. He called him Rodriguez. What was the other Mexican guy's name? The older one, Val maybe. What Victor. 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 Yeah. I don't remember his. Le- Pineda maybe. Pineda. Pineda. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had a. Okay. His daughter was like a track star she would always come out to snook and get in the in the calf scramble she won it and I, yeah and I finally i was like you can't be in this this year. let me just give you five dollars we're gonna let these other kids get a chance at winning this calf scramble i saw him at they had the kids had a um an styra deal over at, in snook at, at kermit's place and he was over there and i saw him and him and his daughters and stuff were there and i saw kermit and them too it was kind of funny but but you have flooding memories. But. Yeah. So, anyways, the vet clinic. What was our Sam? Old Sam Wickington. Sam. <laughs> Dude would sneak around and try to catch you not working somewhere. <laughs> he'd call you, where, where you at? And he'd be looking at you, like sneaking around the corner. <laughs> so looking at you and call you and ask you where you were to try to get you in a lie or something. I don't know if it, he must have had like bad reputation with employees or he had had like nine wives yeah (laughs) and they were all like half his age which is fine you know whatever at the same time or no no yeah Uh, and i think it well he was like dang near 70 years old still working yeah and had to because his youngest child was like four (laughs) 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 so he he had to keep on he could hardly walk yeah. I mean, oh, he was, he was stove up. Yeah. <laughs> stove up. But Could man, hardly get out to bed come the morning. We I would mean, mess with these sour horses. Yeah. He would get people would just donate horses, you know, they'd be like they would be probably A&M actual donors. And so they just had this right to kind of do what they wanted and give away horses to the vet clinic, you know, like cuz they didn't want to kill them. They didn't want to, you know, sell them to anybody so they thought well let's just so we would ha- we would end up having to halter break or or break these this herd of horses and it was just 
It was right in, there, in the middle of College Station, yeah. and there was like 20 acres where just a bunch of random horses were, and me and Ross were charged with having, and some of them were just, they just shouldn't be alive kind of horses, <laughs> you know? And piss uh, heads. Piss heads. <laughs> and uh, a few of them got out on the highway. No, well, it was like a main road. Like I want to say, twenty-eight eighteen, didn't they? No, it was the one that goes in front of the chicken. University, is that university or that? Yeah, yeah it's, it's Texas. Either Texas or university. Texas. <laughs> yeah, university runs in front. Yeah, yeah. So university. And, yeah, that's uh, where the bars are. That's on university. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember like Sam was freaking out. Howard was kind of freaking out. Victor was definitely freaking out. And I was like, just kind of didn't know what to do. And Ross was like. Okay, well, do you want to drive, or do I need? To, would you? Are you driving? And I, he was just like, it just wasn't a big deal, you know. Like, well, was, so yeah, and I think it, it's not know, that you didn't care. It wasn't that you didn't care. It was just, it was just like, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, well, and the, the horse wasn't like on university. It's not like he's sitting there like looking for something to graze on the asphalt. It was they just were in like the long pasture. In the vi- yeah, the yeah, vicinity. They were in the yeah. You know, in the grass. It could have been bad. Yeah. But like speed limit at that on right there is like forty five. So like for the most part, like if somebody's paying attention, they're not gonna die. No. Anyways. Everybody's no, freaking it, out, except for Ross. I think it you know, and a lot of that stuff just goes back to and Ashley gives me a hard time about this too, my wife, but like I deal a lot of stuff in just based upon my experiences, I deal a lot of stuff in life and death. Like, I mean, that's how it is to me. Like, if, is it something where somebody's going to die? Somebody's going to lose their life? Well, no. Okay, well, we got time to, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> we got time to kind of sit back and figure it out a little bit. <laughs> you know, like, she's giving me, like, especially with the kids, you know, like, they'll fall out, bust something, and I, you know, a lot of times I don't rush right over to, yeah, you know, to figure it because I either I saw it happen or yeah, I know it's not that there's no blood, there's no you know, and yeah. so it's not. I don't rush into action, but if there was something to rush into, a- I'm always aware. Yeah. yeah, like I'm always on, you know. And she she said stuff before like, I don't think you know like sometimes you don't seem like you pay attention. I'm like I'm always paying attention. Like, yeah. I'm always aware of everything. I just don't, I don't show it. Respond to it. And I'm pretty quiet about it. And I don't respond to things unless it needs to be responded to, I guess. Was that something that was like, they taught you in training early on? Or is it like just a result of what happened? I think happened? it's a result of. like Because if you, that's the, I mean, in, in anything, whether you're swimming, whether you're doing whatever the worst thing that you can ever do is start panicking yeah that's the absolute worst thing i mean yeah. once you start panicking because once you start panicking your mind goes to different places yeah and that's like with brody he's 10 years old the first thing he does is panic when something starts happening <laughs> you know like he's 10 years old and so i'm trying to get him into that yeah. sort of mindset like sometimes it's it's fa- it doesn't seem like it, but sometimes it's faster to sit back, take a breath, and look at the situation, and then, yeah. and then go do it. Because if you start panicking and rushing around, and you'll forget something, or you'll, you know, do something that you didn't need to do that then slowed you down from doing what you were trying to do, 
So it's, I mean, Slow it's just kind of one of those. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of one of those. It's faster to be slow or like, yeah. what is it? Like slow and steady wins the race kind of deal. Right. But that's just kind of one. Of, yeah. I think it's something that I learned just based upon experiences. Yeah. Like, you know, you go, you know, you, you go to combat or whatever. And, and the first time you get shot at, you're probably going duck. <laughs> but 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 once you wait, figure wait a out, second maybe not the second time though well yeah so once you figure out that i mean essentially the one that the one that you don't hear is the one that gets you <laughs> if That's you hear it if you hear it you're fine <laughs> it's not like if you don't hear it you probably did <laughs> But the one that you don't hear is the one that gets you. So, like, if you got a bunch of rounds going over your head or whatever, you might get to cover. Like, you don't want to just stand out there and say, <laughs> oh, where is that coming from? But you yeah. might get to cover, but you, you're you not going to duck the round that you just heard. Right. So there's no reason to – essentially, there's no reason to duck. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> but when you first – when you first get shot at the first time. <coughs> How different does it sound when it's like coming at you as opposed to going over there? So when it's going over there you hear the you hear the report, you hear the yeah. the <coughs> the gun going off. When it's coming at you you hear the you hear the snap going above your head. Mm. So that's so that's how it's different. It's more of a I guess like a whistling sound, like a like a fast whistling sound, like a like it, God, and you can it hear it, but you can hear it if you're like, you know, in the brush or like in the, God. you can hear it coming through the grass. Like the first, kind of the first experience that I had in a firefight was that for in that first initial invasion, we went into, I don't even remember what town it is, but one of the first yeah, towns Yeah, so, so we you got out to. of, you got out of, you got out of, just to set up whatever this story is about to be. You got out of basic training, and you're sitting in the airport, and it's tell people the date, what was going on. Yeah, so, okay, so I, I graduated I graduated Marine Corps boot camp August 31st of 2001. August 31st, 2001. Yeah. So, so if, if, if you guys are familiar with history, um, that's about 10 days 10 before day. yeah, so I went home. 9-11, so they give you they give you 10 days of leave yeah. after boot camp. So you go home for 10 days and then you go to either if you're if you're in the infantry you go straight to school infantry just straight up infantry school. Yeah. If you're anything else other than infantry so like me I was a combat engineer attached to infantry units so I went to a different school so since that you go to what they call marine combat training so it's a little bit different. SOI is the school infantry is longer. It's just their school. That's what they do. So if you're another job besides that, you go to Marine Combat Training first, which is like seven weeks, I think, <coughs> something like that. But so anyway, I was in the airport with my dad. That was back when, when you could go, when you could walk with somebody all the way to the term, like all the way to the gate. And so dad went with me down to the airport, 
and I was because it back. was before 9/11. Because it was four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was well, it was the day. It was the day of August. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, it was they, September 11th. You're in the airport. I was at, yeah. So so, so essentially, so, the last day someone could walk to the terminal with you in the world ever. Yeah. Your dad was dad, walking to the terminal yeah. with you. Little did you know, it yeah. was about to be the last. The that last someone time could ever. Do that. Yeah. So anyway, so we walk. You know, he walks. To, we we get to the terminal. We get to the to the gate. I get on the plane. Well, we we watched the first one hit in the airport before I even got on the plane. So that happened at what, like nine something a.m. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and so we, so I was like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. We thought it was like a, just somebody an cra- accident. Yeah, an accident. That's somebody right. Accident everybody thought it was an accident the, yeah. at first. Everybody thought it was an accident. So we so we got on the plane. Because everybody thought, thinks it's an accident at this point. So we get on the plane. I'm sitting on the plane. And then apparently the second one hits while I'm on the plane. And so so the captain's like, you know, gets on the speaker. And like, hey, everybody's been grounded. You know, pretty much flight's canceled. Dang. Get off the plane. Yeah. And so I get off the plane, walk in there with Dad. And he, he was still in there because he was kind of thinking that something might yeah. You know, that I, that the flights might get canceled. So he was still there, and I went back in there, and we kind of watched a little bit more of it there. But then we, we went and got in the truck and went home. And uh, and then actually, um, y'all have met Todd Collins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So so we so I went over to Todd, because Todd was, <coughs> Todd hadn't been to boot camp yet, and he, he, was, he was supposed to go in October. So yeah. he was set to go to boot camp in October. So I went over to his house, to his parents' house, and we we just sat and watched it all day, like on the news and stuff. And so at that point, like him and I were talking about it, and at that point, it's kind of like, okay, we're probably going to have to do something about this. So me being in the Marine Corps in a combat MOS, I'm probably at some point along in my four years because this is the beginning of my four years yeah so i'm at some point in in this next four years gonna probably see some kind of action you right. know and so so it's just kind of preparing your mind for that and then you go to so after that when i went to mct marine combat th- training things kind of changed because so what guys were saying before was before all that it was pretty lax. Like, they weren't pushing guys hard. They were, you know, just kind of, it was all peacetime. It had been peacetime for the last 10 years since Desert Storm. Yeah. Like, nobody was really pushing anybody that hard. Like, nobody was, you know, from what I heard from those guys that were already in my unit before I even got there, they were just kind of sitting around playing video games, training every once in a while. Like, yeah, doing maintenance on their equipment every once in a while. They weren't really doing a whole lot. Yeah. And so... um so marine combat train they they ramped it up and it was pretty it was pretty tough not tougher than (laughs) that's a heavy statement (laughs) not tougher than not tougher than boot camp i don't think just because it was shorter but they did ramp up the training and so then i went from there to north carolina to do my explosives training school stuff to learn how to do all that demolition work did they speed up the time Mm-mm. Knowing, okay, so they didn't like. No, so they, they didn't, didn't skip any steps. Because nothing was, nobody, 
nobody had come up with a plan on yeah. what to do about it. It took G Dub a little bit. Yeah, it took him a little bit before he, because I think we, and we didn't, didn't we really send, even know who the enemy was at the time. No, I think they kind of had it narrowed down to Bin Laden, but didn't really know where he was or how they were going to get to him or anything right. like that. So. I think they sent, didn't they send some people to Afghanistan first? Or Afghanistan something? first. Yeah. Then Iraq. Yeah. Then back to Afghanistan. Yeah. See, so that's, that's what. Yeah, the horse dudes. Yeah. 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 So when, when I got to, so I got done with my job school about early December. Did we all, is it interesting like how he just like threw me a bone and asked me? <laughs> Thank you, by the way. No, but continue seriously, because I don't. You know, I don't. I don't really remember. Yeah. Exactly what, like what happened first. I just remember the parts that I right. was involved in. I imagine. So, so I went to. So I went to my unit. I got. I got a. I got sent to California. I was at Pendleton. Yeah. Um, in First Combat Engineer Battalion, and so I went there in December. And guys, we were just still in peacetime. Like it was, there was no sense of urgency. There was no anything like that. And so we probably, you know, tinkered around and did little stuff for six to eight months, maybe. And then eight months. Wow. Sixty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so about probably September, October of. I guess that would be oh two. Man, a year. Yeah, so a year later <coughs> September eleventh comes back around a year later, then we start training. And they're they're talking about, hey, we're gonna go eliminate some forces in Iraq, Afghanistan, somewhere. Yeah. So we start training like getting ready for desert type stuff. So we go out to twenty nine palms and do a bunch of Stuff in the desert, which sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Real bad. And then... Uh, so the cold weather training you had did never really came in handy. No, the cold, the cold weather... So, yeah, so the cold weather training wasn't until my second <laughs> tour. Oh, okay. Anyways, we'll get to that later. Yeah, so, yeah. so first... So, yeah, first tour, we start training... And this is where I was telling <laughs> I was telling Emily this morning. We I don't even know how we got in this conversation, but like so I was in a I was in a Humvee and they were like, Hey, we're doing some demo down here on this range, go up to the front of the range and sit there yeah. and and pretty much be range guard, like you you know, sergeant of the guard for the range or whatever, like do make sure nobody comes down this road. So I'm up there and I'm up there for a little while and I'm like, Man, I got to take a freaking dump bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like looking around and it, like it's out in the middle of nowhere. Like trucks are driving by and stuff, but there's nothing. Yeah. And I'm like looking in the back of this Humvee and there, there's an MRE box back there. <laughs> so I get in the back of the truck. There's a canopy over it. But I get in the back of the truck and I take a dump in this MRE <laughs> box and close it up and put it back in the, oh. in the thing. <laughs> oh. 
and I don't know who found it or anything. I just left it in the back of that truck. Oh, this would be funny. <laughs> to be funny? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know who ended up finding it. Nobody ever said anything. <laughs> that poop again. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> Being the guy. Don't put it out with your boots, Ted. <laughs> Quiet, devil woman. <laughs> so oh, man. But that was out. That was out at that. Uh, Twenty nine Palms. Yeah, they call it CACS, and I don't really remember what the <laughs> acronym was there. But anyway, so it's like a. Oh, after two you months. got done, they called it Yaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a two-month-long training just through the desert. Did it help? Being miserable. Was it? Kind of. I mean, it got you used to some of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I would imagine that it helped, but at the time, we weren't. Like, I was, you know, 20 years old, pissed off at everything anyway. <laughs> but, uh... So okay, so after that. So yeah, so after that we we start kinda you know, old G dub kinda starts giving word that we're gonna go, you know, at least at least occupy, like kinda show force, I guess. So we start kinda loading up our stuff and we went so we flew to Kuwait in like late January of oh four of oh three. Late January of oh three. And we sat in Kuwait, trained, drank a bunch of water, like was got. It, was it hot? Yeah. So it was probably 120 during the day. God. But it got down to 60, 55 to 60 at night. So your body just, it can't adjust to that. Like it's, you go from 120 sweating your ass off. Yeah. And when the sun goes down, it drops down to 60 like that. So you're freezing cold. Like, even though it's 60 degrees, you are you feel like you're about to freeze to death because you're soaking wet. But so anyway, so you got to – I think they did it so we could get used to the, you know, we could get used to everything first. Yeah. But we sat in Kuwait from the end of January until March 21st was when we – <coughs> March 21st, 03, it was when we crossed the border. So we sat in Amtrak's that night, right there on the border, taking artillery and stuff like that from from the Iraqis, sitting there with a damn gas mask on all night, in in full in full chemical gear. Yeah, because y'all didn't know what was. No, full chemical gear, like Mop Four suit, the boots, the the suit, the hood on, the gas mask, gloves, everything. And How, we, it was a long time you had to wear that. We had to wear that. We had to wear the boots and the suit, not the gloves and not <coughs> the hood, but the boots and the suit for probably three weeks. So In March. 20 degree weather. Yes. March what? March 21st. 20 
I mean, 2002. 2003. Three. Yeah. So you're the, you were there the first day. Yeah, I mean, we we crossed the border. So yeah, we were one of the first groups to cross the border. Dang. Like we we because so combat <laughs> engineers we we get rid of barriers, get rid of yeah you know obstacles and stuff like that. So the which <laughs> the border wall was something that we had built back in <laughs> that the Americans had built back in Desert Storm for yeah. the Kuwaitis. Yeah. So we had to get over our own damn obstacle yeah so so we were we were the first ones through because we had to get rid of the obstacle yeah and so so we yeah so we pushed through the first day and it's hard to kind of remember like day-to-day stuff because it it all just kind of runs together yeah but so we push through and we get kind of get to the first town and this is where that's kind of that first yeah, firefight yeah, yeah. Comes I, i'm in. sure there's some listeners that were like dang dang it dale yeah you were like, <laughs> <laughs> so we're back and we're yeah. back <laughs> i had it in my mind i was gonna make sure you told that yeah story. so we're back to where so we roll up so if you know anybody that knows amtrak's there there's a ramp that come that drops down the back yeah so they drop that ramp and you can run out the back so there's there's eight of I'm us. I'm already nervous. <laughs> There's eight of us living in the back of this Amtrak for over a month together. Oh. Nonstop. How many square feet? As big as this room? No. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's like a smaller. truck. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's like the yeah the back end. I know, but this, this a, room's pretty small. Back end of a long bed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's bigger than that. It's probably half this room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So f- from probably where not Donnie, enough room for the eight of you to lay down. No, there was no laying down you unless down. you fell down, <laughs> <laughs> which I did that too. And you had to get up. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, but anyway, so they dropped the hatch. And we, we. I mean, there's already shots firing because tanks roll in first. Yeah. Tanks roll in first. You're right behind them. You go in and clear out these mangroves, is what they call them. It was a bunch of palm trees. And then scattered throughout the palm trees was they were in fighting holes in there. So we, you know, we got to go in and clear that stuff out. And so kind of the first firefight, you don't really, it's, I mean, it's a lot like getting on bareback horse for the first time. You just black, you, you don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. So you just, you hear rounds coming, like cutting through the grass. You can hear them like, you know, like going through the grass but you've got to, you got to keep moving. You can't. You stand in one spot and you're. Yeah, that's when they get a toast. beat on you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they don't. They Iraqis kind of have the spray and pray method. Like they don't really aim. They just kind of. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They don't stick their head. They don't stick their head out of a fighting hole much. They oh, okay. just kind of do this number. <laughs> <laughs> but so if you can run, but but it makes it easier to run by and pitch a grenade in there you know like because they don't know they don't know you're cut co- they assume you're coming i'm sure they can hear you coming but they don't know they don't know you're coming so you so it's easier to do 
You just kind of <laughs> run by and doink. You hear that sound? You hear that pin fly? Doink. You hear that pin fly? You ever heard a pin fly on a grenade? I've Ding. not actually. <laughs> <laughs> but so anyway, I was carrying a. So I don't know. I may have told you this story. Do you remember like when? I, do you remember? So the when I got hurt. That time in Snook, <coughs> I, like my arms locked up. You remember yeah, that? Mm-hmm. Like I cramped up real bad. So I was carrying a a two forty <laughs> Golf, which is which is the the upper level of the submachine. Like it's a it's like a three hundred eight fully automatic. Yeah, big yeah. and so big bastard. Big, yeah, I mean it's <laughs> that big. It's got a bipod on it. It's interchangeable barrels when it gets too hot. The whole deal. Yeah. So it's not a fifty cal like mounted on a truck but it's the smaller vert you know like it's and so i was carrying that so 120 degrees were you shooting it full chemical suit yeah (laughs) no not as not as i was running okay because i had an ammo it's like some rambos (laughs) because it's because it's belt it's belt belt it's belt fed ammo. So you got in Rambo <laughs> with Ross's face on it. With a gas mask. <laughs> we uh, we weren't wearing the gas mask then. But we were wearing we were still in the suit. Yeah. So but anyway, so I was running in through there. <laughs> like they have it's funny, but when you're in training, when you're when you're learning how to rush a position, like be on the offense toward a defensive position. You're, you run, and then you get down, and what you're supposed to say in your head is, I'm up, he sees me, I'm down. So that's how you're supposed to do it. So in that amount of time, you're supposed to run and then get back down. Okay. So I'm up, he sees me, I'm down. You got about that much amount of time before you go back down. So I was, <laughs> since I had the 240, I was kind of in the front a little bit. But I had to kind of get up and get down and get up and get down and fire a little bit. and But so it was... So when you got on the ground, you were firing. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, okay. so when I got on the ground, I was firing. And then and then we kind of eliminated that force and got back to the Amtrak. And that's when I, like, I was freaking locked up, boy. My, <laughs> my forearms were... Com- I mean, I, I, I thought I was going to fall out. Like, I thought I was toast. And your so arms just locked up, and it made your 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 hands come up like yeah. This, so like so my my forearms just completely cramped up, so it made my hands just do this, and I was just I couldn't do anything. I couldn't use my hands. Was everybody laughing could, at you? Kinda, yeah. Y'all it weren't was, doing a lot of laughing at the time. Well, no. When that was over with, we were. I mean, we were. You know. I bet you felt felt a good. lot better <laughs> yeah. about our situation than when we were going into it. <laughs> Yeah, but so yeah, they kind of gave me a hard time about that. Gave me a bunch of hot water and some salt and yeah. So and we snook, when it happened, one. you were like, "Oh, sh- this has happened before." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was it when we were headed to Caldwell? Yeah. Afterwards, yeah. I remember y'all telling me about that, like the in the snook part. I don't. I would you know because I had to stay and finish putting yeah, on the rodeo. Fin- yeah. But anyway, so. Forget about me putting on a rodeo and snook. (laughs) 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 Um, So eighty all came back to this. Yeah, so everybody came back. There, there was a guy. So and that and actually at that point was the first time I saw one of our own get, you know, 
what do you say, like mortally wounded or like fatally wounded. Uh-oh. But he wa- he wasn't he wa- he hadn't died at the point that I saw him. They were working on him. Dang. And so it's kind of one of those deals. Is like okay, and that's the first one. Dang. So. So you go through that firefight, and at the end of it, so much, he was in a different unit, but he was still along yeah, yeah, for sure. with us. So, so it was, you know, and we found out later he didn't make it. So that was kind of, it was one of those deals of like, okay, this shit is real. Yeah, Like, yeah. bullets Golly. are flying. They will hit you, and they will kill you. Yeah. And so it's... Not that you ever doubted it. Not that we ever doubted it, but it was like... You hadn't seen it. You, you'd never seen it before in your life. You're 19, <coughs> 20 years old. Gosh dang. I mean, I, I guess I was 20. So I turned 21 <laughs> in Kuwait, <laughs> February 25th Golly. of 03. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm just laughing because that's heavy. Yeah. Like... I remember I turned 21. We went to the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I was at the Dixie Chicken I in turned, College Station. turned 21, and he took me to the tap. Yeah. I bought you a beer when I turned <laughs> yeah, 21. So they, so they, I they didn't drink one myself. They got, a, they got a can of Kuwaiti Coca-Cola from the chow hall and put some duct tape around it and wrote beard on the side. <laughs> that was your first beer. <laughs> was, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was my, that was my first beer. First legal beer. Yeah. So, so you did you come out of the back of that Amtrak. You did duck the first time you? Oh, yeah. Come in full circle on your comment. Well, and you're, you're on the borderline of shit in your pants. <laughs> Not like only you, did you duck. But yeah. <laughs> now, you know, once later on... <laughs> You know, once the second tour came along, and I'd already experienced it, but for the very first time, like, in your (laughs) entire life that you've ever been shot at and know that you're about to get shot at, and people are dying, and people's lives on the other side are are ending, and you're potentially (laughs) going to end them, like, it's, it's a pretty, I mean, it'll hit you pretty quick and hard. What was it like that night? Where, did y'all stay like that night? Y- y'all stayed in the Amtrak. Well, we you don't really stay. Like you just <laughs> you keep moving. Yeah, you're still, you're not wearing it right, Dale. <laughs> There's no staying. <laughs> you might, if you're lucky, if you're lucky, you might get an hour of sleep. That was okay. So you've told me these stories, but yeah. like, <clears throat> so so. So y'all did just kind of quote unquote stay in the Amtrak. Yeah, y'all yeah, just we moved were in around. The, yeah. So it didn't. It wasn't just like there's no y'all go out getting in, in a rack or anything. Yeah. Well, there was a. <clears throat> I think I can remember two nights that we that we had enough time to stop, roll out a little, you know, two nights not out of, even out of, asleep, what? out of like a month or so. Damn. That that we actually got to like. Not even a sleeping bag, because it's too damn hot for a sleeping bag, but, like, that we actually got to, like, kind of lay down on the ground Yeah. for a couple hours. Right. It wasn't like it was a... We weren't at the La Quinta. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that first deal, it wasn't like, all right, we cleared out this deal. How many hours? How long did that take? An hour? No, not even, like... Yeah. 30 minutes the way you told the story made it sound like it was relatively quick so yeah. like but it wasn't like all right we're done for a, a while or a week or even 
y'all just y'all went to the next thing. Yeah, so we right go, after that. Yeah, so you just roll on to the next because you're you're doing, you're eliminating forces in each town as you roll north. Because the the, the so ending, however long you got to the next town, that's the break you got. Yeah, well, not it's not even necessarily a break because you don't know what you're gonna encounter along the way. Because there were, there were you know. Iraqis and trucks and whatever else, yeah. you know, that you would encounter. And artillery and mortars. And ready. every time we got a freaking mortar or artillery tech, we had to put that damn gas mask back on. And so you got to, you know, do all that and go through your procedures and where is it coming from and call it in. <laughs> and, you know, then they do an airstrike on it or an artillery strike on it and eliminate the force, then you can roll on. And so, but, but our convoy i don't even know how many were in it because i was in the back of the damn amtrak the whole time but (laughs) (laughs) the convoy at different points in time would take artillery or mortar hits yeah so then you have to essentially stop to eliminate the force before you can move on and so we we kept pushing 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 and and ended up like outrunning our supply lines and so that was where we, you know, they were, I guess they were like, should we stop and wait for our supply? And they, and whoever was in charge said, no, y'all keep on rolling. So we ended up, <laughs> so we ended up the days, so there probably maybe the last week we were, so it took us three weeks to get to Baghdad okay. and, and pull down the statue and all that business. <laughs> Took us three weeks, and then we were there in Baghdad kind of as a show of force for about a week, maybe a little yeah. bit more before we <coughs> went back to Kuwait. So we're in week, you know, two, about halfway week through week three, and we're, we're down to one MRE a day. So Son of a gun. So one MRE a day. I think we had taken off the chemical suits at this point, but it's still 120 degrees. Right. Was no there, sleep. Was there AC in the Amtrak? This is probably a stupid question. No. Yeah. <laughs> no AC. <laughs> <laughs> that window up top. Yeah. That was the only AC. So, so it's 120 outside, and you're in a metal box. Yeah. In the back of a metal box. And there's a window. There's in a the window top. at the top. There's two there's two top hatches that open up like this. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and so, so you're down to one MRE. Yeah, so we're down to one MRE and a bunch of hot water. Cause it like there's no ice. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, hey, let's stop water. and get some ice at this rest <laughs> next the next truck, that you water, see a truck stop. I'd like a bag of ice. That water is about like what most people would take a shower in. Like the first water coming out of the water hose kind of water in yes. the hot summer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I mean, it's what you would take a shower great. in. Yeah. That's the temperature of Super the water. Super refreshing. Yeah. And you got to drink it. Got to. You got to. You have no choice. Especially when you only have one MRE a day. Yeah, you can survive. How many calories are in an MRE? Twenty-five. I bet they. I was about to say. I bet they pack them. So like, at least you're getting calories. Yeah, and you can go without eating. You can't go (laughs) without drinking water. 
It doesn't matter. Like you, <laughs> he went straight to that. Yeah. I'm just talking about getting enjoyment out of a meal, and he was like, "No, oh, you're, no, 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 you're fine without food." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which, I'm just you're, glad. To have well, water. and that's what it came down to, because we we outran our supply lines, and so before we got to the Diyala River, before we crossed into Baghdad, they finally caught up to us. But we went two days with no. No MRE. So this is just a lesson for you youngsters out there to listen to the podcast. When you watch these commercials, these military commercials where it's all sexy and everything. <laughs> well, we're, we're in relatively like peaceful times compared to what you're talking yeah. about. So that, you know, it might actually be like that. But like this story, you're two days with no food and they knew it. Yeah. They're like They knew it. Yeah. Yeah, they said no, <laughs> keep pushing on. Yeah. Like we got to we got to get it while it's good. So like we got to go. You're you're without food. I don't like I don't really like to walk across the room hungry. No. I don't now. like to go to like I'm not getting on a horse. I'm not ranching if I haven't eaten like I'm I'm like the commercial with the Snickers. You're not yourself when you're hungry. That's me. Okay. So, like, you guys are two days without food, um, and you had to fight. Yeah, and that, that's not only two days without food, but that's with hot water, no sleep. Like, But but I'm saying, like, and in those two days even. Yeah. Yeah, we're still rolling. So, like, it's just, you you had that first experience. Was there anyone, like, in your little, were all eight of y'all brand new to it? Or was there someone yeah. there with you guys that was like... Was in Desert Storm or something? Yeah, I guess it would have had to been 10 years earlier. I yeah. guess there probably wasn't. Mm-mm. There's no combat Nobody. There was no combat experience around you? Uh-uh. Nobody. Because like in the movies, there's always like a vet that's like, yeah, this is what oh, it's me. like. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I guess in our defense, like, that was 19 years ago. So like, there's been a lot of people... We all know someone in the last 19 years been to Afghanistan, like yourself, been to Iraq. Yeah. But at your at the time when you were in there, that was not there the was case. There was nobody. I mean, it had been so you guys was all Storm experienced 1991. that for the first time together, and you just had to. Was there anybody that I mean, like, did everybody in your circle like take to it pretty good and like? Yeah, everybody in my so we got we kind of got rid of the people that that we thought weren't going to make it before. Oh, so you had already kind of culled we, out. Yeah. There was um, a couple guys that didn't make the trip. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but because for the most they, part. Because they weren't, like, um, interesting to talk to or because you no. thought they might get you killed. Yeah. <laughs> was that, like, a group boat? Like, who decides that? The platoon commanders yeah. and, yeah. Was there... But for the most part, they made the right call. Oh yeah. So like your yeah. guys that are with you, they like. Oh, we had yeah we we had a guy that was. In a, he you slipped know, through the cracks. We, that's what we always call it. <laughs> Every once cracks. in a while, there's somebody that goes through boot camp. That this kid spent a year in boot camp, trying to get through, and in he boot slipped. Camp. Yes, spent a year in like, boot camp. Would fail. Would fail, go back, fail, fail go back. Wow. It's been an entire year in boot camp. And he's with you in Iraq. 
No, no, no. He didn't make the trip. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. okay. What, yeah. He's one of the ones that he didn't necessarily. Yeah, so I. He's at it, the recruiting station. This is, this is going <laughs> to sound terrible, but like we, so I got tired, ty- we got tired of helping him all the time, you know, like yeah. trying to push him and trying to, you know, like, and so one day we were, so we were in training, like had gas masks on, running up hills in California. <laughs> And and my squad leader at the time was like, hey, hey, Sherrod, help him, you know, like push him up the hill. Make sure he gets up the hill. This is that guy? This is that guy that yeah. didn't make the trip. Yeah. And so and so I was like, okay, I'm going to push this summer gun up the hill. <laughs> so, I, so I put my feet in the ground and I put, stick my hand in the middle of his back and I'm freaking trucking it. Like I'm getting up this hill. <laughs> and he's like this. i'm pushing the crap and and eventually he just gives out and falls down like he just fell down in front of me so i just went right over the top of him and just kept on going like i was like man i you know what more can i I do yeah i can't help you anymore yeah like i just and so yeah he didn't make the trip but it's guys like that that don't you know they end up kind (laughs) of so i'm i'm just the, the you're two two days without food. Yeah. <laughs> like what's it like fighting no sleep, no food, only hot water. It's 120 degrees. What was it like? I mean, did it mess with your mind? Or, Not or at that point. in the heat of it are you you're sharp enough that Yeah, you're sharp enough and and at that point you've since you're in week 3, you've had that last 3 weeks of experience, so it's almost like it's another day. Do you feel? Um, I mean, you still did you get feel to like that, that three weeks had gone by fast, or had, did you feel like it was like a year? No, I felt like it went by pretty fast. Really? But, and I'm sure there was a lot. There's a lot of stuff about that about it that I don't remember. Like just flat out don't remember. Like, like it was just kind like of shit that went from down the that... first firefight until we cross into Baghdad. Is all almost just a blur. I mean, I remember. How, how many fights do you think happened between? At least six. Like six, where it's just like there's bullets flying at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they didn't run when we got, because they started getting once you know we're we're a week and a half into this, they start kind of getting work because they're cell phones at this point, and they've got them. Yeah. And so they're getting word passed down to them like, hey, these these, hey, these, these assholes are coming. Man. Yeah, they, they're, they're going to kill you. What's his, <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> what's his name didn't answer the phone? Yeah. So. Man, these guys are jumping out of tanks wearing text, rain gear, man. Text not it's delivered. Yeah. These guys these, are crazy. I thought he was an alien. <laughs> these guys are crazy. These guys are yeah. aiming. And so, and so by <laughs> that point. There's one short one called Sherrod. <laughs> He's got explosives in a 240. <laughs> but so, you can get him if his arms locked up. <laughs> yeah, just make his arms lock up. Yeah. He's toast. But yeah, so at that point, there. Once we roll into town, it's almost like there was somebody telling them, "Hey, you got to go out in that fighting hole, or I'm gonna kill you." Yeah. And so they go out in that fighting hole. Once we roll into town, they're shucking their clothes and they're out of there. What do you mean? 
I mean, they're taking what, what off their, their uniform. They're oh. taking off their uniforms and they're hightailing it. Oh, so they're like, hey, I'm they're done. going to the nearest house and getting under the mattress. Like they, they're not trying to, you know, they're sitting there eating grapes one minute, what, and then the next minute they're freaking out of there. Was there? Uh, did any of them happen at night? Uh, not very many. Maybe a few. <clears throat> So that's just the first three weeks. How long were you over there, the full tour? So the full tour, so that, that first tour wasn't that long. We went over there for a specific reason. Okay. We were in Iraq for a month, and we went back down to Kuwait. So, so we crossed over, we crossed over into, into Baghdad somewhere around the beginning of April, like the first week of April or so. Pulled down the statue and did all that stuff, and then, um, and then we were kind of an occupying force. We, you know, did patrols and you know, yeah. eliminated some forces and cleared some buildings and different stuff like that, and talked to some locals and stuff for about a week, week and a half, and then we went back. Then we just drove all the way back down to Kuwait, and then got on a. We were in Kuwait for probably two or three weeks just kind of sitting around and then we got on a ship and went back to california so you were only there total i was only there fighting for a month yeah out of that whole deal yeah yeah um yeah because it's like hey we need to go over there send a message yeah but y'all knew that you weren't done done we kind of assumed right that we weren't done done but but so they came in and so the army came in and relieved us at that point. And so, ah, gotcha. And so then, you know, we went home. And so then they, you know, then they occupied and kind of, you know. They're still fighting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. They're still doing patrols. They're still fighting. They're still, you know, eliminating forces. They're still clearing houses, doing all that stuff, you know. Yeah. During the time that we you know, go back, but, um, I was, I was telling Ashley the other day, we were talking about some stuff, we were talking about, uh, sandstorms, and so there was, at one point, so one of the nights, it was, so a sta- a sandstorm rolled in, and then it started raining, and so all that sand turned into mud, so it was just mud flying through the air, and so it was completely pitch dark it got dark and it was completely pitch dark to the point you couldn't even see your hand in front of your face like you you couldn't see anything you were out in it no we weren't out we were in the amtraks but so we had to park because nobody could do anything nobody could move nobody could do anything but so we still which is funny they still made us like one person go outside and stand guard but we had a freaking tether tied to them <laughs> so that whenever Golly. Was, so that whenever their time was up, their hour or whatever was up, we just put you know they didn't get pull lost. on the tether and they'd come back to the just come Dang. back up the tether. But yeah, you couldn't see anything. I mean nothing. That's the darkest I've ever like even if you, you know, close all the windows and turn off the lights in here, it still wouldn't be as dark as that was. Dang. Yeah, it was crazy. So, is that the tour where either the the hotel or the, the not the 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 
graveyard. Yeah. Oh, the cemetery? No, that's the second one. That's the second tour. How that's Najaf. How much time? How long? Did you did you fly back after the first tour? Or you on no. So we went back on ship after the first tour. Is that when you stopped in Australia? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stopped <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> stopped in Australia. <laughs> we stopped for four days in Sydney, and they yeah. just turned us loose. Like they just, we had a bunch of money. Like, cause we'd been in, you know, we'd been in, we'd been getting combat pay for three months. Yeah. Three or four months, nowhere to spend it, you know, so it's just sitting in your bank account. So we you got to get it money. out of there. Yeah. You got to get it out of there. So you got all that money. <laughs> get We just get turned loose in Sydney for four days. I I didn't see nothing. I mean, I, to be honest, we, we drank and partied. Oh, I thought you were pleading the fifth. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I, we didn't, we didn't go see the site. Oh, we yeah. didn't go see. We didn't get in a boat. We didn't, you yeah. know, like we went there to no fishing. You didn't go ziplining. We went to go eat. We went to the bar. The bar in in Australia, they don't close down the bar at two. It stays open all night long. And they love Americans. Yeah, or they so did we, at that point. We roll in there, and the sun and sun would come up. We'd go to the hotel and sleep for a little while and then get up at 4 p.m., go eat and go do it again. But what That's about what we the, did for four days. What about the tennis balls? Oh, yeah. So when you're on ship, when you're rolling up on ship, there's, like, girls standing on the deal, and they're, they write their phone number on tennis ball and throw it up there to the... To the <laughs> ship deck, and if you catch one, supposedly you call the number. But I never, I ne- I just heard. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. You didn't. I didn't no. see any. Yeah, you didn't catch any. Yeah, no, no, no. I didn't catch none. Yeah. I didn't see none. Right, right. No, no, no. Of course yeah. not. Yeah, and you're so, a gentleman, and yeah. yeah. So we were there. We were in Sydney for four days, and then we went to Brisbane for four days. They turned us loose again, and then we went to Hawaii for eight days. Turn us loose again. What like just seriously like vacation? Like yeah. they were just like kinda Yeah. Good job. Yeah. That's just straight that's up. That's sixteen total days yeah. of just chilling. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. After you got done being in that crap. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a good time. And then we got back June of O three. And then <clears throat> and then I bought so funny enough after that there's this it's called a marine expeditionary unit and so so you can volunteer to go on this marine expeditionary unit so you do a year's worth of special ops training yeah and then you and then you get you get on a boat and you're attached with an infantry unit and you you know essentially float around out in the ocean till something pops off and then you go eliminate the force. There's there's a helicopter squad, boat squad, and Amtrak squad. So I was on the helicopter squad. And so, but funny enough, I volunteered for it because I didn't want to go back to Iraq. I was like, man, I already went. Like, yeah. I want to do something else. Like, let's, you know, let's go somewhere else. And so I volunteered for it, did that year's worth of training. Yeah. That's when the cold weather training was. Oh, we did that cold weather training up in the mountains for a month. 
And for the first three weeks, we had a tent with no bottom. Well, the first two weeks, we had a tent with no bottom with a little heater. And then week three, they took the heater away. (laughs) (laughs) Week four, they took our tent away. (laughs) (laughs) So we we were there for like three or four days with nothing. Dang. 15 below. Oh, wow. In the mountains. Where? What One mountains? Uh, it's outside of Brid. They call it Bridge, like Bridgeport, California. So up around the Tahoe area. Okay. What mountains are? Is it the I Rockies? I don't know what mountain. No, I don't think it's the Rockies. It's, it's not the thing. Rockies. I didn't know if yeah. there's circle up there. Mm-mm. Anyway. So we're there for that. For what reason? I have no idea. Yeah. Especially since we were going back to dang Iraq. Right. But, uh, but yeah, so that was, yeah, one night it was a, one night when we didn't have our tent, a freaking blizzard came through there. So I remember you told me one time they told you to be at like a comfortable cool. They didn't want you to be too warm. Yeah. Was that ever? They say, yeah, they say, com- be comfortably cool. Cause if you get, cause if you get hot, if you get hot, you start sweating. Right. And if you start sweating, then you get it'll freeze on you and you'll get cold. Yeah. Yeah, so you don't you don't really want Was that to sweat. ever even like an issue sweating? I mean, like were you ever comfortable at all? Yeah. I mean, we had to cuz we had to do a bunch of stuff. They we had um like cross country skis and had to pull a sled and do So you're not just stuff. chilling out there. You were like No, we're doing and, like combat training. Yeah. And you mountains. are just also staying there. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So was it the food was, at least? It, cold weather MREs are. Oh, so you are on MREs. Yeah. There's not cold like weather a, MREs. There's not yeah, like there's a cafeteria. A of, no. <laughs> I mean, there was down the mountain. You go so hit the, fir- the ski lodge and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the first two weeks you're there, they prepare you for what's to come, essentially. Yeah. And so. And so there's a really nice chow hole there on the bottom of the mountain. But then once they take you up the mountain, you, you're not coming down unless you get hypothermia or frostbite. Yeah. So, which a few guys had to go down for that. Did y'all, did y'all give we, a hard time or was it like? Well, no, because well, no, we had a guy that was out. They say like one of the, one of the main deals of hypothermia is like you get a false sense of warmth and your mind is gone so you like start taking off your clothes and crap oh dang and this dude was out there walking around <laughs> in that blizzard with no shirt on oh, and i'm like gosh dang dude like one of y'all caught so, him yeah so we caught him and they had a they did have a warming tent up there yeah so like if you got in a bind yeah. You could go, but nobody wanted to be the guy that went to the right. warming tent, you know. But y'all took him to the warming tent. He had to go to yeah. the warming Listen, tent. Bud, yeah. I probably didn't know so he they, was in the warming tent until I got warm. Yeah, <laughs> so, the, but they came and got him and took him down the mountain. Like, he was does, he was in a bad way. Does that, when you get hypothermia, does it mess with your mind or anything down the road? I don't think so. I don't okay. think it's like heat stroke. Okay. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you're fine after you get it. But just so long as somebody like yeah, so long as you don't die, yeah, (laughs) yeah, freeze to death, Um, lose a toe or two. So you were in that full training. Yeah, years workup of training. So we did 
we did all the so the one of the coolest things that we did was since i was in the helicopter squad you have to practice if that helicopter goes down in the water like off the boat yeah so they have this deal they call it the helo dunker so you go in and it looks like a big oversized 55 gallon barrel and it has a bunch of seats in there like the inside of a helicopter so they give you a little like a little five minute breathing apparatus and you're in your seat belt and all that stuff and so you they turn this thing upside down and dunk it in the pool in the swimming pool okay wow and so you're upside down and you got because that's what the helicopter right when when the helicopter hits the water it fl- flips upside down you're supposed to wait until it flips entirely upside down okay before you start getting out I probably wouldn't have waited yeah <laughs> so the, i'm already dead the <laughs> kicker is that some of these guys that are in this platoon with me cannot freaking swim like what? barely pass swim qual like wow. i was a swim qual one coming out of boot camp some of these guys were like barely past four. <laughs> and so uh, I don't the, know what that means, but it sounds like that means they're not good at swimming. <laughs> yeah, so swim qual four, you pretty much got to walk across the pool with your crap on. <laughs> then that's it. And like hold your breath for, you know, yeah. blow bubbles in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Like they do a little bit <laughs> to swim lessons. <laughs> so it's not something they brag about. Yeah, I'm a four. No. And so, but there were a couple. So it was a concern. Like there's a diver down at the bottom of the pool in case somebody gets kicked in the face. Because people get to panicking and crap down yeah. there. Yeah. Just like we were talking about before, the worst thing you can do is panic. Right. And so. You get down there, and they turn you upside down. You put your little breathing deal in, undo your seatbelt, knock out the window, and get out. So I enjoyed that because I'm that kind of person, but there were a lot of guys that did like They were like, oh, I don't want to do this. Yeah. But they were in there kicking and freaking like going crazy. And I think one guy had to get pulled out with the diver. Dang. Yes. Funny. So you feel like you could have maybe been like a a seal because of all the water. It just made. I, think. I don't know. That that's a whole different level. I don't know. I mean, I think that the way my mind works right now, if I decide I'm gonna do something, then I can. There's nobody that's gonna right. tell me that that I can't do. It. You know. So if I was to decide to go that route then I think I probably could have done it. But the, that deals a whole, like even recon Marines and, you know, Army Rangers and that, this a whole separate deal. So how different like, as far as like recon, for instance, because you said that this is similar to special ops or it is special ops. It was the, special the operations capable. So so you can... What else would you have had to do, done, have had done? Have having done, done, done just passed to the, be a recon. Oh, just passed the recon in doc. Okay, like just go and and actually do that. Yeah, yeah. So, but with our side of it was an added. They call it sappers training, but it's a it's an added like ramped up explosives training. Gotcha. So you do a lot more with explosives, deck core, time fuse. Like learn the inner working parts of it. How to time time fuse? How what's the relative effective force of a 
stick a C4? Like, what's it going to do when you put it on this? Yeah. And how much does it take to do this? And what's your time So that's frame? where you learned most of your that's explosives where I, yeah. training. Gotcha. Yeah. So even though I... So going back to the first tours, I got that... Uh, Nam with a combat B with a combat V for that blowing that bridge. Oh, you blew the bridge in the first. The first. Okay. Yeah. So and you had so a little we, bit. So we so we go out on we go out on zodiacs and climb up this freaking bridge, and we put sixteen satchels of C four. Seems like a lot. A bunch. <laughs> okay. On this freaking bridge, like so that each stick is a. What we no thirty satchels. That's what we did. So there's sixteen sticks in each satchel. A pound and a half of C4 per stick. So sixteen sticks per satchel. We put ten satchels on each column. Ran all the deck cord to it. Put about fifteen minutes of time fuse on it. Popped it. Got down. Got in the boat and got back up to the shore before it went off. That's the first tour. That was the first tour. Yeah, then we did that at night, under Dang. fire. Under fire. Yeah. So you're down there hooking all this C4 up. Yeah, and there's while shooting people us. are shooting well, at you at night. C4 won't go off if you shoot it. Also, it's not kind of like Tannerite. No. So it has to have. I feel like we could have left that detail out. It has to have heat and compression. So you can set, you can stick a C, block of C4 right here and set it on fire with a lighter and it's not going to do anything. I feel like I watched a movie once where it, but anyway. <laughs> but I'm not, which I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying so, that's why I thought that. So it takes heat and compression. So if you set it on fire and hit it with a hammer, it's going to go off. Okay. So, so if you shot it, it's not going to do anything. All right. But anyway, so we're up there and I, <laughs> I lost a dang. Uh, like a Gerber tool up there. I accidentally left, and we actually dropped a satchel in the water by accident. Uh oh. So one satchel went in the water, so it was actually twenty nine. It was actually twenty nine satchels instead of thirty. But anyway, but so yeah, that so I we did that, and then I learned more about explode because I was in second tour. That was my specific job as I was attached to an infantry unit as a breach, man. Like, I blew open doors. So the second blew tour open. is where you went more, like, actual door-to-door. Door-to-door. Yeah. yeah, we didn't go... The first tour, we didn't really go door-to-door. Yeah. Second tour, we went, like, door-to-door. Yeah. For, um, for, for days. So at what point did you find out you were, like, they were, like, you thought you were about to be not you you thought you were, after the years about, of training you were like I'm not going back to Iraq and then you about get out of two training two weeks before we left we actually left early so we we were supposed to leave and we we're supposed to get on ship and head out in late May but i'm saying at some point you're like and there's a point in there where you didn't think you were going back to Iraq yeah i didn't really think i was going and they back they were like no i thought the only way we would go back is if something weird happened and and we just ended up they ended up just taking us over there. Was it because you had experience or they, they everybody was going? I think just everybody was going. Really? Yeah, so so we were supposed to leave in late May of oh, yeah, 04. Mm-hmm. 
we're supposed to get on ship and just be out in the ocean for six months. Yeah. That was supposed to be the tour. We were supposed to be back in, like, November. And so we went. And and so at right about the beginning of May, they were like, okay, change of plans. We're leaving in two weeks, and we're going straight to Iraq. <laughs> We're dropping y'all's asses off. <laughs> and you on a ship or flying? On a ship. So we went so I came back on ship the first tour and I went went there on ship. We What's stopped, the purpose of that? Cause doesn't, to it, take, doesn't it take like a long time? Yeah, it's to take all the crap with <clears> you. <throat> yeah, but helicopters, Amtrak's. Okay. 'Cause it that so that that's why they do that. It's um that marine expeditionary unit so it's a it's a it's a full fighting force in readiness like it just okay. sitting around out in the water so when when you guys for, how long did it take you when you knew you were going straight there not very long oh like not as long as it took to get home cuz we didn't stop it we yeah. stopped in hawaii so like a week we stopped in hawaii did a little bit of training so they could load up some stuff in hawaii okay and that's it but like, but like a week, how long did it take? No, that? it took three weeks to a month. Okay, I mean it still takes a yeah. That's what I was pretty thinking. good chunk of time to. Get I just there. didn't know why maybe they didn't just fly you. But if they they want all the equipment, they want the people, everybody to show up at the same time, and it's like yeah. Well, okay. and so so military ships are different than like. What you would carnival, yeah, like a cruise ship. <laughs> yeah. You're just gonna go from point A to point B, and that's it, just in a straight line. Yeah. But on a military ship, they actually like kind of do a. They do like military. They're trying to be a little more, yeah, less predictable. Yeah, they don't want to go on a straight and narrow because people sense. be able to find you easier. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, so it takes a little longer to do it like that. But that time we didn't stop anywhere. We didn't stop in. Yeah, we we stopped in Hawaii for a couple of days, did a little bit of training, got kicked out of a bar, and then what'd you get kicked out of a bar for? I I don't remember. Oh, interesting. <laughs> 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 and actually, the night before that second tour, the night before, we got in a fight at the bar at the bar in California, and got handcuffed put in the car and taken to the police station i was like oh crap like we're about to get we're about to get charged for missing a movement like we're about to yeah. get charged for like not showing up to deployment is that when you like, hit a guy in the face with a car antenna i didn't do that <laughs> that was no that was Never. a different time but that wasn't me okay yeah okay. that wasn't me. i misremembered it yeah and so, so why'd they let you go i don't know but they let us go. They didn't book us. Or oh, anything. and by the way, tell them what what happened when you get what happened to the guy when you got when he got hit in the face with the car antenna. Oh, it just laid him smooth open, split his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so you were like scared, <laughs> and they were like they let you go that night though. Yeah, yeah. So they let us go, and then and were then, you like pleading like, look, guys, we're going to Iraq tomorrow? No, I didn't plead nothing. Like I just sat there. It was me and two other of my buddies. That were on the same. Did you we win were in the, the fight? Platoon. It was a bunch of bouncers. I don't think we ended up winning. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I. I think I won in part, but it. I mean it. 
It took about three of them to get me to get me down. <laughs> so I think I won in part, but no, they got me. Yeah. They got me at the end, yeah. I mean, I was roughed up was it, for probably. What started it? You were just helping your buddies or? So we were, it was the end of, the, you know, closing time. Right. Everybody's leaving. We step outside and one of my, one of my other buddies is still there paying his tab. Well, the three of us are outside. Well, well, one of us decides that he needs to go back in there and help and help the other one pay the tab. And I'm like, man, you don't, you know, like. But he, by God, freaking decides he's going in there. Yeah. And so these bouncers kind of start shoving him, you know, shoving him and messing with him. And but and so, and so the guy at the bar paying the tab sees this, and he goes over there. To instigate with the bouncers and so they get him hemmed up and then my other buddy's like oh they you know they get, his first name was Curtis. they got curtis so we freaking bust up in there like bust up in that place and just start you know trying to roll yeah. people and so that's <laughs> that's how it was over just a silly freaking yeah just being stupid you know <laughs> everybody had too much to drink i and, understand just being plain old stupid. Yeah. So, um, you might imagine you need to go to the bathroom. I could pee. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break and we're going to pee before we finish talking about okay. We got to talk about the second tour and we got to talk about rodeo. Yeah, we got to get to the rodeo part. How long have we been doing this? An hour and 24 minutes. Yeah, turn the screen towards us. Yeah. <clears throat> And we're back. <laughs> Yeehaw. So uh, you can turn the AC off again. New I kind of forget it is, what we were. It's cold in here. We're about to get started talking about the second tour. Not as cold as Bridgeport. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Not watching Band of Brothers. Uh, what do you say? Uh, when it gets cold at night, he's yeah. like, I'm just glad I'm not in, uh, what was it? Bastogne. Bastogne. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, so there was a meme I posted one time. It was like, uh... Your grandpa thought it was cold too, but they warmed themselves up by getting shot at by an artillery or something like that. <laughs> uh, whenever I think I'm cold, I always watch. Or I think about what's the movie with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? The Revenant. Revenant. The Revenant. Where he, have you seen that? I don't think so. Where he's up and he's he's in the cold and he has to like slide down into that freezing river to hide from the Indians. Ooh. And then doesn't he? He cuts open an animal and sleeps in there. His horse. Yeah. Yeah. So part of that, part of that package that that winter, part of that winter package in Bridgeport. Like if you're if you're in the longer package, like the cold the cold train and longer deal, they make you cut a damn hole in the eye, or they blow a hole in that. Cause we did some. Like, we did some demolition, like, caused some avalanches and, like, blew holes in ice and stuff like that. But they make you get in that sucker and then get out, like, get in the water. You got survive. you got it figured out. We're trying to listen to Ross's story. Get, <laughs> be done with that damn rapper. They make, you, they make you get in the water and then get out and, like, survive. Yeah. That would be... Just, oh, you didn't have to do that. No, I, we oh, didn't do that oh. part of it. We were only in the month. That's like the two month. That's like the two month package. That's like the, the big boys. 
yeah. cold weather training. That's for like the instructors and stuff. Gotcha. Um, so anyway, well, we you were, were you were on the ship. You stopped in Hawaii, grabbed some supplies, and you go back to Iraq. You had no intention, or you didn't think you were going to have to go back. Right. And then, so what was the... Did you know what you were going to be doing the second tour? No You idea. thought it might be like a three-week deal, like the first tour? We didn't know. We had, <laughs> Yeah, we had no clue. We didn't know what was going on. We knew. When we got there, we didn't spend any time in Kuwait, which we didn't need to at that point, because by that point... We had been in Iraq for, let's see, it was June of June of '04. So we had been in that. We, uh, the United States, had been in in Iraq for over a year and a half. Yeah. So now it was no longer no showers, crap in a hole in the ground, just that kind of stuff. To oh, that's right. Had, Your first tour, like. Even if there you was did nothing. have time to go back and sleep somewhere, there was nowhere to go there sleep. There was nothing. Nothing. So you didn't There's have time to, to do crap. that anyway. There's nowhere to... But you didn't have... There was no setup. That's or, what Ashley asked me, like, when, when did you brush your teeth? I was like, we, we didn't have time to brush your gosh dang teeth. And then somebody asked me one time something about, like, hearing loss and stuff. I was like, why? Why didn't y'all? Why didn't y'all wear earplugs? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't have time to say. What? Wait, wait a second. Quit shooting at me. Let me put my earplugs in. <laughs> uh, why didn't y'all wear earplugs? <laughs> like, Ashley said something about the brushing the teeth thing. I was like, we didn't have freaking time. Like, I got an hour of sleep a night a day if i was lucky i didn't waste my time brushing my damn teeth yeah like it was just and we were actually taking the blue malaria pill things like what what's it called like because everybody was talking about how it like cured covid and all that stuff that oh. uh hydroxychloroquine or is that what it's called ivermectin yeah, that's what no. I was thinking. <laughs> but anyway, so we had to take these pills every day, and actually, it kind of kept it kept your body pretty clean. I mean, we didn't shower for a month. Yeah, or yeah. more. Right. And so, it just you know kind of kept your body clean. Yeah, but, but anyway. you had enough room to get away from people. Yeah. So. <laughs> Eight guys in an Amtrak. Yeah. Oh man! Oh man! I bet that imagine, thing stunk. Yeah, but when you're wearing that chemical suit, nothing's getting out. Nothing's getting in, nothing's yeah. getting out. So it's yeah. n- you're not stinking. Right. I mean, to a certain extent, I'm sure it did to the normal person. <clears throat> yeah. Like if somebody would have come straight out of here and stepped into that Amtrak, I'm sure it was a little rough. Yeah, but like when you live in it, you're kind of When a you live bit in it, you it. yeah. Yeah. So, so um, it's like a cat lady. So the second time until, until somebody says it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the second time there was already stuff established, so we actually got to stay. I mean, it was still tents, but it was nicer tents, and you actually had a bunk to sleep in, and yeah. like they had a chow hall. And they well, when we got to Najaf, so there were guys there, and it was kind of like welcome back. Yeah, so it was a base, like they had set up a base, you yeah. know. And so, so yeah, we went to Najaf, but it was it was a lot different, you know. There was there was a a camp there. Yeah. So we went there. <laughs> 
they said, you know, there's some stuff going on here. There's some, you know, insurgents and stuff kind of reoccupied the area. There's a few guys we need to get out of here. Um, we're going to stay here. Y'all are going to stay here in Najaf and patrol. What, essentially, what we want you to do is go stir up the hornet's nest. Yeah. Like go stir, stir up the hornet's nest, see where they are, figure out what's going on. Because they had reoccupied the city. Yeah. Go stir it up, see what's going on. At the same time, try to train these freaking Iraqi nationals to get them to... That's where I told you the story about the, they were supposed to help us on a on a raid. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Bullets the, started flying the and hotel. they sailed it. Was it the hotel? No, it was the hospital and the... Hospital. We were supposed to... First thing we were supposed to, because we figured out where this guy was staying, Sir Cowie, I think they called him or something, but we figured out where his house was, and then we figured out where they were holding up was in a hospital, like right next to his house. We were going to go do the raid the next morning. He got tipped off. He wasn't there. We got there. Bullets started flying. They freaking hightailed it. The guys that and were so, supposed to help you? Yeah. So then y'all had to clear out this hospital by yourself? Yeah. How many of y'all was it? 75 of us. And how many people were in the hospital? I don't remember. It was... But that's when the lights were out? Yeah, the light... No. Uh-uh. No, the lights weren't out on this one. No, the lights were out on the hotels on the other side of... Okay, so there was a Of Najaf Cemetery. Yeah. So here's a little background deal on Najaf Cemetery that probably not everybody knows, but it's the world's largest cemetery. Yeah. It covers over like 1,400 acres. Dang. And it's nothing but tombs, catacombs, headstones, close enough to each other where you can't walk a straight line. You can't just take off and walk. It's not like here where you can. Yeah. There's grass everywhere, you know. Yeah. And everybody's spaced out about this far. Yeah. I mean, they're they're this far apart. I mean, every freaking way. Like if you Google it and look at an aerial map, <coughs> it's freaking. Like. So you're you. So the, which one out of the the hospital? How long did that take? Oh, that only took like 15 minutes. That okay. Was, yeah, that wasn't a big deal at all. We really didn't need them. Yeah. We just, they were kind of along for the ride. They were supposed to be learning how to do this shit. But yeah. How, so how long was the tour total? The so second? that, the, the second tour was nine months. Gotcha. Okay. I remembered, I thought they were both nine months. Uh-uh. So the first one was short. It was, si yeah. for the whole amount of time, it was like six months long. But yeah. we were only fighting for like a month. Yeah. The second time was nine months, and I was fighting the whole damn time. Okay. That's yeah. Fun. So so the second tour was actually where I saw the most action. The first tour was all brand new. Right. So you get your experience from that, and the second tour was far worse. I mean, the amenities were better. We had a place to sleep. We got it, you know, we got plenty of rest, plenty of something to eat. There wasn't a lack of water. We had ice. We had, you know, like all, but it was all that stuff was better. Six firefights. But it was, yeah, it was every, it was almost every day. Yeah. Damn. Well, not, 
So it went in spurts. So so the first thing we did was that Najaf deal. Yeah. And so we went in, stirred up the hornet's nest, figured out where they were, did a couple raids. Eliminate. We were supposed to be there till. It it was supposed to take us like four months to do all that. How it took it us take? like a month and a half. Yeah. So after that, so we were done and with that. And that's just about every day. Well, that was when that cemetery. So so we we got on the so we figured out where they were. They consolidated in some mosques and hotels on the on the far end of that cemetery, <clears throat> and also inside the cemetery. They were in there in the tombs and in the you know like hiding out and stuff so we had to start at one end of the cemetery and we took we went in shifts so my you know so my unit would go and we'd spend a week and push through that cemetery and get so far it was like a big line we just push through push through push through and as we were going through the army was coming in behind us to to make sure nobody got back in yeah and so you push through, push through, and then in a week, another group comes and relieves you. And so you get about, you know, three or four days off, off. You know, you're still patrolling and doing that kind of thing. Um, but so... And is that kind of like where they were hiding? Like when you, the first, is it this, they're just like down in the hole shooting up? Yeah. Well, but this time there were snipers in the hotels on the far end of the cemetery so as you're walking through these trying to maneuver your way through these tombstones and stuff they're shooting at you from the hotels on the other side so and if you know they they were they were hitting us what what kept y'all from just blowing up the hotels there was mosques over there and you can't touch them as Americans, you can't freaking touch them. What's we can't touch. You can't touch hospitals. You can't touch mosques. Dang. You can't freaking touch them. So they can get you if they're there. They can get you. Geneva Convention. However, yeah. And they will hang you out to dry if you do. Wow. But we're the only ones that do that. I mean, we're the only like they they don't play by the rules. We do. It's kind of like being in a fight with somebody, and you're. It's like. It would be like be it would be like fighting a mixed martial artist as a boxer. But you can only <laughs> use boxing rules, and he can use anything yeah, he wants. Yeah. That's I mean that's essentially how it is. You better be a damn good boxer. You better be a damn yeah. 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 So so we get there. And uh, so we get to the other side and clear out the ho- clear out the hotels and all that stuff. We stay in those hotels for probably three or four days, and then that deal's done. They settle up and peace treaty and whatever they need to settle up with the gangs and the tribes and whatever is in there. And so Najaf is over with, and so we go back to the camp and and kind of sit around and train or whatever for probably. Let's see, it's probably mid-August. We probably sit around and train and run patrols and train them Iraqi nationals some more for for another, for a month and a half or so. And they're like, hey, we're going back in, because Fallujah at this point was getting pretty bad. 
because they were getting back in there. They had reestat. They had re gotten <coughs> Fallujah, and it and it had gotten pretty bad. So at this point, they were like, "Hey, y'all are going to Fallujah. Y'all are going to go to Camp Fallujah, and you know, get used to some stuff and hang around for a couple weeks. We're going to send out these flyers and say, "Hey." We're coming in here to eliminate the force. If you don't want to be here, don't be here. Pretty much anybody that's still here is going to be considered hostile. And so they did that. I think they gave them like three weeks yeah. to get out. And so, I mean, there were still, there still ended up being some people there that didn't leave. It's like telling people to evacuate for a hurricane. Like there's always going to be people that stay. Right. So you just you kind of had to be wary of that. Most of them had like white flags outside in front of their house and yeah. stuff to like say, "Hey, I'm not trying to do anything." Um, and so, so then, you know, Fallujah two pops off. So we roll into there, and that's when. So I missed the first three days of fighting for Fallujah two because I was in that Amtrak rollover. And so, what happened, what happened there? The so we were rolling in. It was dark. We went in at nighttime. And the, the Amtrak driver was was on the edge of the road. And, and there was another one, I guess, up in front of him. We were in the back. I don't know. I didn't see any of it because I was in the back. There was, you know, me and, and another seven guys. And I'm sitting up. So we have all this, you know, all these cases of demo and stuff, you know, C4 and you know, whatever else, all our detonating devices and all that stuff are all in cases, big cases sitting on the ground. And I'm sitting on that. Everybody else is sitting on benches. And so this Amtrak, he goes around somebody and it's about a 15 foot drop off the side of that road. And so he like it inches over and we kind of feel it go. And I was like, okay, he caught it. He's going to get it back. And then it just goes. The whole thing. The whole thing goes over. And I end up laying. I was laying like this. Pinned to the side of the deal. And all that demo that I was sitting on was on top of me. It was probably six to 600 pounds oh, of stuff. Man. Golly. Just laying on top of me. And so... It lays over, and so they got that. There's a little bitty small hatch. We're missing out Ross. the back, <laughs> and so they all get out, and they had to walk over the top of all that stuff to pull it all out to get me out. And so at at this point, like I'm like, well, when we first did it, I was like, did we go down in some freaking water? Is this some bitch about to fill up? Yeah. With water, and I like I can't move. Like, this is what's running through my head. I'm like, ooh, I hope they get me out of here. <laughs> this sucker's going to fill up with water, and I'm toast. And so, but anyway, I kind of hear them scurrying around, and I can hear them moving around. And so I know there's no water coming in, but, like, so then they have to walk. It took them, like, probably 20 minutes to get me out. Golly. They had to pull out. They had, Well, they were walking over the top of me. Like pulling all that stuff out, and so, so they finally got me out, and I had like a, I had a pretty, like severe contusion on my left leg, 
And so I couldn't walk. Like, I couldn't walk. Yeah. And so they and so they medevac me out, which I didn't really want to. You know, I wasn't I wasn't bad enough off that I thought I needed to go. Yeah. You know, to the hospital or whatever. But so they took me anyway. Um, but so when the you know, and then when I got there, it just kind of makes you feel, you know, because there's like there's dudes in there that are way worse off right. than me, and that were coming in there because Fallujah too just popped off at that moment. And so there were guys freaking coming in there. Yeah. Like, and I'm in, I'm in there with a freaking bruised leg, you know, like, yeah. I'm sitting there feeling like a freaking sissy. Yeah. All these other guys are coming in, like, you know, either missing not making parts. it or missing body. Yeah. yeah. Like, Dang. and so, um, but so I had to sit for a couple of days and then they took me back out there and I, you know, I went, went back with my unit after about two two or three days or so i didn't so for fallujah too i didn't actually see the first couple days of of fighting but then once i got back they had already kind of established a home base uh-huh. and so we would you know we'd sli- we'd stay at the home base at night and then during the day we'd go out and clear house. like yeah so we cleared houses from mid-October to a little bit before Christmas. So for probably close to two months, we were clearing houses every day, all day, every day. What, um, What did each day look like? So most... It was like a normal day of that. Um, we, most of it was just finding a lot of explosives and stuff. We put, we, we captured a lot of people like that didn't have weapons on them. So they just ended up being prisoners of war. Um, but like, was there any little fighters that tried to, yeah. I mean, every once in a while, yeah, I mean, probably at least once a day you're going to run into yeah. somebody. Um, and the, and what the deal is with those is those houses are all kind of interconnected with each other. They can, and they know them. We don't. Right. They know where the doors are. They know where the hallways are. They know where the, you know, all those houses are like, you know, like here, your neighbor's at least 100 foot probably away. Yeah. 50 foot away. But here they're back. I mean, they're wall to wall. So and families <clears throat> interact with different families, and they got doors open to different houses. I mean, you can go in, you can go in right here and weave around and come out over here. Yeah. You know, and it's it'll be freaking twenty houses in a block. Wow. And they'll just so be moving all clearing a house is a little more complicated than what we would think clearing a house here is like it's not like three minutes and you're done Mm -mm. yeah well it can be some of them it is yeah and so it's just and and then when you get through clearing an area sometimes you got to go back and re-clear because they'll get back in there and so it's just kind of is this is that the time when you won the medal? Yeah. Yeah. So so that day my platoon my platoon commander went with us. 
he just decided he wanted to go with us that day, which is, you know, whatever. He was he was really really good platoon commander, so I I didn't mind it. Yeah. Um so he went with us. We kind of kind of made a mistake. I I made a mistake and came out into the road and we were just kind of standing there looking at where we needed to go next. And some one of our other squads was was a little bit down the way. Fire team was a little bit down. It was so it was it was just me and my fire team. So me and three other guys and then my platoon commander. So there was five of us. So another fire team was down the way a little bit and we heard some shots popping off, you know, whatever. And sometimes like you go into a house, shots pop off, the force gets eliminated. It's not that big of a deal. You hear shots popping off down the street pretty much every day. You don't really think anything of it. Right. You it may make you a little bit more aware of like, okay, they're here. Right. We got to keep kind of keep our head on a swivel, but other than that, it's not anything to get extremely alarmed about. You're not like thinking, okay, here they freaking come. Like, and so we're just still standing out in the street. That's my bad. But so two of them come down the street. So it's kind of hard to lay it out, but there. So the bottom floors of these buildings a lot, they're kind of set up like shopping malls. So there's a hallway that tees in the inside underneath the big building. Mm hmm. Um, and so we're standing out in the street and they come around the corner and I'm the closest one to the, to the corner, probably from me to that wall is the, f the first guy that comes out. Maybe Five just, yards. A, yeah, maybe just a hair further, maybe, maybe seven yards. Oh yeah. Yeah. Five <laughs> to seven yards. And so it's two of them. They come around the corner and I don't really register it right away for whatever reason. And so they start shooting before before I even get my gun up like I'm I'm like kind of in shock you know like yeah. they surprised they got me like they surprised me yeah. I'm like oh you know oh shit <laughs> and so <laughs> I can imagine <laughs> so they start shooting the closest what one to me what did that sound me. like a little well, more you, intense than the going through the weeds yeah so you i mean you hear the report if it doesn't get you you hear the report i mean it's <laughs> And so it, I mean, even I if it does, even if it does get you and, and you don't die, you're going to hear the report. I mean, yeah. you know, and so, but you're going to know you got got if you got got. Yeah. And so he's standing, you know, right there and, and misses me probably gets off. I mean, he's got an AK, so, and they're fully automatic. So he probably gets off five or six shots before I even before I even raised to shoot. And so he smooth misses me, but I don't miss him. <laughs> and I and I had a I had a twelve gauge with double odd in it. Oh dang. Buckshot. And I hit him I mean right where it needed to be. Yeah. Right in the in the melon. Oh in and the melon. So, yeah, I mean I got it I mean I hit him right in the face. Yeah. And so he went so he went down, but, and so the other guy took off around the other side. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. The other guy took off around the other side, but when I turned around, two of my guys had been hit. So uh. Uh, one of my guys got hit in the shoulder, which he was fine. You know, he could still, 
he could still function, but Captain Colt was down. I mean, he was down, down. Yeah. He got hit in the, like in the side, because he was turned, and so and so it hit him in the hit him in the right butt cheek and went through the left, like Ooh. went all the way through the left, and then one went through the back of his helmet. Oh. Like went hit the back of his helmet and went through and didn't hit him. But so he was down. So we got so I got him up. So at the same time that I was getting him up and over to the corner or over to a spot to get on the radio and call the medevac, I knew that other guy was gonna come around in that hallway that tees right there. So I told those other guys to you know to to get in that hallway and face that other way. And sure enough, he came around there and they waylaid him right there. I mean, he didn't have a freaking chance in hell. Yeah. But uh, but so they, you know, they got him. Yeah. And so then we medevaced and got Captain Colt out of there, and and they, so it had been a group of four guys. So our other fire team had got two of them before they all got out of there. Gotcha. And then the other two just. I mean, I th- they were probably just as surprised as we were when they rounded that gotcha. corner. But it was kind of, you know, it was one of those deals that it probably could have been prevented. I mean, it's, yeah, you know, weird yeah. situations. Well, why didn't your, if the platoon commander is technically your boss, uh-huh. I mean, he was standing there too. I'm, yeah, but I wasn't, he was just with me because yeah. I was a fire team leader. So he was, he was just, just kind of letting you take the lead. Yeah. He probably, yeah. though, as a leader himself, he probably took responsibility too. I'm sure he did. Yeah, I mean, he, he wrote up that he wrote up that citation. Yeah. For the for the medal, so. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah, that seems like, especially your second tour. You'd been there. You'd been in your second tour a while. It's down the street. Yeah. Like I could just, I could, I could imagine like you guys are just like, oh, they got it. No big deal. And yeah, who would have thought? It, it's just probably by chance that them guys came around the corner. Yeah. They could have gone any direction. They could have gone anywhere. They probably, if they were fleeing, they obviously weren't looking for more of y'all. Otherwise, no, they, they were trying just, to get the hell out of there. Otherwise, they would have just stayed and fought them first guys. Yeah. Why do you think that guy came back? The other one. If they were running I away. think he was trying to sneak around and try to get and and do exactly what I thought he was going to do. He was trying to get around the back of us. Be a little hero. Yeah. In his little twisted way. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah, he was trying to get around the back on us. So that was in that two months right before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then, you know, so then after that, we just kind of, you know, just kept clearing houses until... Pretty much Fallujah was back to where it needed to be. And then we just kind of sat around at Camp Fallujah until... If you had six in your first, how many do you think you had in your second? How many firefights? Oh, probably at least 20. Dang. Little small skirmishes. None of them were as big as some of those ones. Like we weren't... Some of the six. Yeah, other than because since I missed that first three days of Fallujah two, there wasn't. Other than was that like intent? You said that the way you worded it a couple of times was the first three days like super intense or something. Yeah, it's usually when the most stuff goes down because after that everybody scatters. Gotcha. Because they all scatter back into their. Because when you know you're does coming, does it bother you or something? 
does what bother me? Like you had wished you had been in there. Those yeah, yeah. Do you feel like that? Um, that like maybe God had a plan. I mean, definitely God had a plan. Yeah, is that, is I mean, he always does. But like, yeah, like, hey, you're not supposed to. Especially since it was a contusion, like you're not supposed to be here these three days. Yeah, but I don't know why. You know, like yeah, yeah. You ne- you'll never know why. Right. But. That's where my mind went the first, the moment, you know. Yeah. I completely forgot about that well, part it makes of your story. You... But just now when you retold me, I was just like, oh, yeah, the Lord didn't want Ross there then three days. Yeah, but, and so it's, but it's hard to, as, you know, as a fighter. Right. It's oh, I can hard imagine. to let your guys go into that when you don't think that you're all that bad hurt, you know. Like, oh, yeah. Within, within the next day, I could. I was uh like I wasn't one hundred percent, yeah. But I was up able to, right? You know, like I I didn't get shot. I didn't get you know anything like that. It wasn't <clears throat> not not similar at all. But just more the 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 similarity is God's plan. But like whenever I got hurt in Austin, you know, and had to have surgery or whatever, yeah. Um, it just uh, that's where. Eventually, at the time, I was super down, but my mind went, it was like, I was just hurt enough that I couldn't ride for a while, mm-hmm. but I was still able to do all these other things, and like that was where my mind went. It was like, God had this plan. It was it was clearly something that was part of his plan, you know, because I had no control over what happened in that buck and shoot that like put me down, yeah. you know? Kind of like you in the Amtrak, you know, it's like... Yeah. You're not even though it's not like you did anything wrong, Mm-mm. you know, like you just were this, you know, victim of this accident. I was essentially. just in it, yeah. <clears throat> and even out of the eight guys, you're the one guy that lands under 600 pounds yeah. of equipment. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, I can imagine that would, especially just you got to just sit in a hospital as if that's not boring enough anyway. But yeah. knowing your seven closest buddies who you've been next to for however long are out there fighting for their life that would be tough yeah but, and i'm sitting there but you were back in it three days 72 yeah. hours you're back in it yeah back in it and we finished it out and went to uh flew back and then i just started processing my stuff and got out and <coughs> may of 05 and started getting on bucking horses i'm sure they were recruiting you hard to stay in huh yeah how, how yeah, tough were- is that where they're like they don't want you to leave like are they pretty do they press on you like they press on you a little bit especially if they want you to stay uh-huh there's guys that they don't press on at all you know but if they want you to stay like if you're really good at it if you're good at your job and you've got some experience especially like with guys like that that were in my son, same deal like if you're like by this time you've got a lot of combat experience. Right. And you've got in your job you've got a lot of explosives experience. You've got like you've got some things there that guys that are coming in don't freaking have they just don't yeah. have it. You know, like and so So if there's an Amtrak of eight, they want you to be one of them. Yeah. And if there's five or six of them that are new, they're like, Well, let's put this guy in with these newbies. Yeah naturally right i mean you're gonna want somebody there that's done it before yeah i mean it's like playing sports and going to the playoffs and 
going with a brand new team and nobody yet nobody on the team's was ever it, been to the freaking Super Bowl. Were you with some guy your second tour, were you with some guys that yeah, were new? So, what was that like? Was uh that were new? No. Everybody so that that second platoon was by far I mean there there were some freaking shooters in that sucker. Like that was by far the best platoon that I that I was in just because it was it was designed that way like it was put together that way on purpose right. like it was it was all people that had already been to combat and that were successful in that like it was gotcha and it was it was a platoon of everybody so there were people so the so three squads of it were were sapper were combat engineers explosive guys like me and then and then one squad of it was made up of <clears throat> com guys motor t guys that worked on vehicles uh track mechanics amtrak mechanics like that could actually do you know that kind of stuff but at the same time they they had they had a little bit of combat experience too cuz they had been in it a little bit before they weren't like blowing open doors kicking down doors type but they were had already been in it before yeah you know had at least seen some seen some combat um like heavy a couple of them were heavy equipment operators like you know building you know, all that kind of stuff did you have pretty much the same guys around you day to day yeah 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 pr pretty much the same eight guys why did they call you crash I wrecked a Humvee <laughs> in in Humvee training course. Uh -huh. And then, so my first tour, when we, when we got to, when we kind of got established, we uh -huh. were doing some, we were doing some patrols and I was a Humvee driver and I drove, I drove some, like I drove some people around. Yeah. And uh and they don't drive over there like we drive over. There's no road Etiquette. signs. There's no stoplights. There's no they just kinda go. Yeah. And there's wrecks all the time. Yeah. All the time. And so but they'll kinda just go where they want to and I'd take that Humvee and just freaking ram it up. Go their where ass. you want to. Like I just <laughs> I just freaking go. Yeah. Like I didn't I'd hit people, I not like oh. not like people standing on the road. But I, if they were getting in my like, I was say like what like Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, like if they were in my way in a vehicle, like I'd just freaking hit them and keep on going. Yeah, because that thing wasn't, you know, you weren't going, you weren't going to stop that hunt. It was a fully armored one with a fifty cal mount on top. Yeah, like you weren't going to stop that thing. Your second tour. The first firefight in your second tour, mm -hmm. did you have kind of that? So you, you kind of take a break from rodeo, whether you get hurt or whatever, you get back on. There's like those little butterflies like in the chute. Yeah. What, your your sec, your first firefight of your second tour, was there kind of that feeling? Yeah, a little bit. Well, and it, I think I told you about it. The first time that we actually got shot at on my second tour, was in Najaf when we were training those freaking guys. 
and they were sitting in there. They had a little compound that they stayed in, and so we were patrolling at night. And these suckers were up there at the top of the building shooting at us on freaking patrol. The the people were the guys that we were training, the Iraqi nationals. They didn't they didn't know or they just oh, turned on. Oh, I think they you. knew. Oh. I think they knew. But you, that's the thing about it is you can't cuz they would leave like they leave one day with an AK and then come back the next day and say, "Oh, I lost it." <laughs> yeah, you lost it. You gave it to old Uncle Whoever over there. Did y'all give them those? Those AKs? Yeah. I mean, they were issued to them. They were supposed to be like Iraqi National Guard. They're like supposed to be fighting for. And they would get in fights with the Iraqi police. The two uh, the two groups. They'd get in fights amongst themselves. Like, you roll up to a police station, and there they were shooting each other. Like, what, what are y'all doing, man? Right. Like, y'all are on the same damn team. Yeah. But over there, like, it's it's all about tribes. Like, if you're if you're a certain tribe, like, they don't care. They, they don't give a crap Iraqi nothing. You know, like, we're, like, Americans. Like, right. if you're American... You're freaking American. Like right. that's just what it is. Over there, they don't give a crap about Iraq. It's all about the tribes. Dang. So if one tribe gets in a fight with another tribe, doesn't matter if you're police, National Guard, or you know whoever on the street with a gun, like you do whatever you got to do, I guess. But yeah, so so that's <coughs> the that's the first time we got shot at was they were in the building. Shooting at us as we were patrolling. Did you ever um, have to fight anybody like hand to hand? No, I didn't. Mm-mm. Where was it that you were behind the guy who did? That was in a, that ho- one of those hotels on the far side of that cemetery. And the lights were out then, Yeah, because right? it was completely dark. And he what? just ran into him and stuck a K-bar in the side of his head. A knife right in this. Yeah. So it happened fast enough you didn't have to help. Freaking eighteen year old kid, man. That's 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 upper level. Shit. <laughs> it happened fast enough you didn't have to help him. No. Yeah. And I was about three people back, so it was it wasn't like I was right up on him, but like they just ran into each other in the hallway and he freaking just wow. But as old. Yeah. How do you even have those instincts? As a, <laughs> as a freaking, like, straight out, I mean, I mean, he was in the infantry. So, like, he was straight out of, not far, I mean, a couple months out of SOI. Oh, he'd only been there for a He was a months. private. PFC, maybe. Like, he... Maybe yeah. 19. Maybe. Yeah. Probably 18. Did you ever talk to him? No. Yeah. Cause he w- he wasn't in my like I was attached to that infantry unit, yeah. but he wasn't in my. But he had had a little bit of combat experience. I mean, obviously, if that y'all been clearing out the. Yeah, solo. but that was his first two. That was his first deal. Like Damn. that was. Yeah, that's Damn. crazy, man. To think and, about that and kind the, of the stuff. And the lights were out. Yeah, it was completely. So dark. he didn't know he was gonna. 
I mean, it's not like he saw this coming. No. I mean, he saw it when it happened. Like when you have some, like when you're this close to somebody, you see him, and you're like, "That's not the guy that's supposed to be that close to me." And then, d- do y'all have a handgun on you? No. Okay. I had a shotgun, so no. But I'm I'd- saying, did he? Pro- did he? Mm-mm. So he just basic, had a M4. just an M16. M16. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So that's why he went for the knife. I mean, obviously, he's, yeah. he just stabs his only option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you carry a, a, it's essentially a cable, I mean, cable makes them, but they're, they're built as attachments like a bayonet. Bayonet. Yeah, Damn. so essentially it's a bayonet, but. <clears throat> That's some life experience. You ain't never going to get again. <laughs> Ever. I can't imagine. Unless you go to prison, but. If somebody breaks in your house, I guess. Yeah. I can't imagine, like, I mean, because, like, if he doesn't, it's, it's. You're fighting for your life, like hand to hand. Yeah, I mean it's you or it's you or him. It's crazy how different those two things. Like when you're fighting for your life with a gun, like even just as close as you were to that other guy, yeah. like it's like you're. Bo- I mean that's a gunfight. That's a you 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 still got to have the mental clarity. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, like when you when you're using hands on somebody, that's a whole different ball game. It's kill or be killed. I can That's it. Imagine. There's no other there's no other <clears throat> option. It's I talked to a cop last night at Carter's wedding. Yeah. And he was telling me he fifteen minutes he wrestled with a guy in the in the um in the bar ditch on I twenty because that's how far away Really. Uh, but for fifteen minutes this guy was high and he, he was like, Man, I got a gun and if I lose he takes a gun. He kills. This is I'm fighting from you know, and I yeah. and I was just thinking about it last night, and just the thought of fighting like literally for your life with someone. Yeah, that's a little different, you know, kinda. But anyway, how long was that fight in that hotel? That one we so we were there. We were once we got to the hotels, we stayed at those hotels for about two or three days. And so we just kind of stayed in a room, essentially. Like, what? What's the? Not like in a. It wasn't like staying at, you know, Motel Six. Right, right, right. It was. I mean, it was. It was blown. It was halfway blown up. No lights. No plumbing. No, you know. But you stayed in it. We stayed in there to, like, the windows were busted out. So we stayed in there as like. You know, security almost. Gotcha. You know, so we were like watching the area. Gotcha. Um, watching the uh, the mosque and all that. Yeah. Um. What at what point do you feel like you were the most? I don't want to say fearful, but like, what instance was it where you were the closest to like, I might not make it out of this one. Probably that. The with Captain Colt and all that. Oh stuff. yeah, like as close when he as came that around was, the corner. Yeah, yeah. Just because I kind of <laughs> expected to. Once he started shooting and I hadn't shot yet, I kind of expected to get hit. This is it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't necessarily think like this is it because you know me, like I'm not right. Like you about to, you better freaking come on with it. Like yeah. if you're gonna. Yeah, not like it's over. Yeah. Yeah, you weren't thinking like it's over, but like if 
That yeah, a, that's what. Oh, well, dang, like Ashley, on. Ashley gives me a hard time because she says I'm kind of cocky in that sense. But like, I'm not saying I'm not gonna get my ass whipped, but you better freaking come with it. Yeah. Like if you're going, if you're gonna get me, like you better come on with it then, because right. Because I'm not gonna stop. Don't just kinda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't kinda. If you, like, I'm you're not, not gonna saying, kinda get me. Yeah, I'm not saying that that you can't whip my ass, but you gonna. It's gonna take everything you got. Yeah, you, you gonna you probably put, won't enjoy it. You are gonna have to put want. some effort in it. Yeah, yeah. Um. What. What movie is most spot on with your experience? Oh, let's see. <clears throat> Or can you really even watch them? I can watch them a little bit. It just kind of depends on the situation, you know. Um, that Chris Kyle movie is pretty, not necessarily his situation, because I, right. obviously I wasn't a sniper, but a lot of the stuff I can kind of, <coughs> the guys that were on the ground, I can kind of resonate with, you know. When he went down in there with them? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Were there guys like <clears throat> Sorry. There was one point where like his <laughs> it was what was it? A spotter or something was just like refused to Were there guys like that? Refusing to do stuff? I mean there were guys that <clears throat> locked up mostly mostly in my first tour. So that didn't really happen like the like I was saying with yeah, because they cherry picked for the second one. Yeah, they yeah. they picked a team. Gotcha. Like it was that would the, be a good feeling. The, the best, the best platoon commander, the best platoon sergeant. I mean, those two guys. I I still, you know, my platoon, Gunny Fleming. I I'm friends with him on Facebook. Like I still chit chat with him back and forth. You know, like uh, those guys were like. When they you, were they were it going like into the you, second one. You were probably I I can assume that like, sorry, you were saying if you what, going into it, you said if you what. Do you mean like just, those two guys? Yeah, I mean like if, if you really sat down and looked at it, that whole <laughs> that whole platoon was comprised of guys that had already done it, and that were pretty damn good at it. Yeah. So they've either seen it or, I mean, there were a couple of guys in there that already had Purple Hearts. And like, so, I mean, it was nothing. You knew your back was covered. Yeah. So it, like there, there was no, there was no questions there. When you, there when no, you had the first one, it's like, man, I'm nervous about going and fight. I don't even know what to expect. Cause the nobody second knows. One, you're like, I know what to expect. I'm still kind of nervous. Yeah. But look at who I'm going with. Exactly. Right. You know the guys that you're going with are like the almost the best that that you can that you could be going with, and then you just did a year's worth of training with them, so you saw them in that training and put in those pressure pressure situations for a year, so you know what they're capable of. Were there special you know? ops guys around y'all? There were special ops guys training us. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of them only, they probably, I mean, they had just as much, you had just as much experience as they did. Yeah. They just did it in a di little different. They took a few different tests. Yeah. So they were, and there were some. And, and had different training. Yeah. And so there were some SEALs and stuff like that. 
on, and there were some recon Marines <laughs> on that boat with us that went to Iraq. So I worked with them a little bit. Like I did a little bit of breach work for them, you know, blowing open some doors and stuff. So we kind of worked a little bit hand in hand, but it wasn't, I didn't have the title. They did. Right. You know, it's kind of. But I imagine like once like the first shots fired. It's that, all the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, either either like I said, kill or be killed. Like you, <clears throat> you either do it or you don't. I imagine today in 2021, like there's a lot of different people in a room with military guys where they're like, it's like a lot of levels. Of, there's a lot of levels of like there. this guy's, you know, fought this much. This guy's maybe brand new, but like in 2002, three and four, it's like. There's not that many levels. It's like you've either fought or you haven't. Yeah. And if you have and you're still alive, then you're good enough to be still alive. Yeah, and and there's different levels of that too. You know, there's guys that didn't see much stuff, and there's guys that saw a lot, and there's guys that were really, really good at it, and there's guys that, well, weren't probably so good at it. But, like, you're, you're like, you're real shooters. Like, you're guys that were like no crap like in it and we're good at it and would probably still be good at it today you you you'll never know unless you sit down you know and talk to them about it like this yeah like we were at carter's and uh one of the one of the guys that was that was with her brother like came up to me or whatever and i guess carter <laughs> carter kind of told him that that i was a marine or whatever and he was like oh you know so you were a marine i was like yeah i shook his hand and said whatever and i had talked to him the night before and he was like oh why didn't you say anything i was like uh you know like i'm not gonna that's not i don't introduce myself as that that's not yeah. how i identify right. myself i'm ross shared first yeah like I love Jesus, I love my wife, I love my family. All that other stuff is just <coughs> gifts from God. Like to be able to do that and come out on the other side of it and have the mentality I have now about it is I mean it's it's a gift. Like it, right. there's not a whole lot of people that and that's you know, I've talked to Ashley about this too, but like I you know, cuz a lot of times I feel like that I was just the one that happened to be put in that situation, yeah. you know? And so how I reacted to it may be set apart from other people, but maybe not really, you know, nobody knows until they actually get into that situation. You know, you see a lot, you know, especially on social media and stuff like that. It was like, Oh, I would have shot that shot. Yeah. 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 Like, you think so <laughs> you think so until you get until you get in that but like everybody it seems like and it's been more and more because it's more embellished like there's distinct sides of gun control and non-gun control and stuff like that but and it when it comes down to it a lot of the people on the on the gun side some of them act like they're in a freaking hurry to shoot somebody. Yeah. You know, like, that's never a, I don't want to freaking shoot anybody. Right. Like, you, first thing, <coughs> if you have the gun, you better know how to use the son of a gun. Yeah. Two, if you shoot somebody, it's not like the police are just going to be like, oh, you're good. 
Right. You're going to have to go do some questioning. You're going to have, they're probably going to take your gun away. Yeah. You're going to have to go sit in a police station for a while. Right. You're going to have to explain what the hell you did. Like, it's a whole freaking deal. You, yeah. And then, then you took somebody's life. Yeah, you, now you got to deal with that. Then you got to deal with that. Then you yeah. got to deal with, are you going to get sued by their family? You yeah. got to deal with charges coming off that. Like, heck no, man. Like, yeah. and, then, and then you the thing of taking somebody else's life. That's not really something that you essentially want to be in charge. Like, I mean, you talk to cops and stuff. They don't, they're not in a hurry to shoot somebody. Yeah. You know, like, they will if they have to to protect themselves. It goes back to that kill or be killed thing, <coughs> you know. But, like, I hope people get to a point where they can realize you don't really want to yeah. get in a hurry to... Or if he comes in my backyard, I'm going to shoot him. If you shoot somebody in the back, in your backyard, and you're standing in the house, and they don't have any guns or anything, you are going to jail. Right. Prison. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. Like, it's not... Yeah. You know? You better be good with them hands. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Man, I've got... I've got some that I've never shot. I just... I would... I would... What? Guns. Oh, I've got some that I've never shot. About people, I've just, I've just never. I would, I just got no desire. Yeah, I want to have it because yeah, in case better you to need have it, it and not need it yeah. than need it and not have it. But I, man, I mean, just, if you got a pistol in the house with home defense rounds, that's what it's designed to do. You don't really want to shoot it any other time unless you're practicing. Yeah, you know, and if you. <clears throat> if you do have to shoot it with those home defense rounds in it, it's not a good deal. No. <laughs> you, yeah. you don't want to have to do it. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody. I mean, everybody, you know, wants to talk a big game. Right. You know, but it's most of the people that talk a big game are trying to show force anyway. Yeah. You know, like most of the people that don't talk are the ones that we've talked about this all the time. The ones that don't talk are the ones you got to worry about. Like the guy sitting over there in the corner, that's being quiet is probably the one you need to worry about. Not the dude over here that's being a loud mouth about everything. What a um! Did you get to interact what with those guys mean? yesterday? No, not really. We were yeah. yeah. Ashley was busy whipping my ass and ping pong. Again? Yes. Uh, seven games, huh? Yeah. How many More she beat you that, last night? Three. Dang. Well, she's freaking good, man. Like she, she can hit, like on purpose, hit the corner of that table right there, from over there. Dang. Like I don't know how she does it. I really don't. I thought did I it was good. Did make you as mad last night as it did the night no, before? No, not as yeah. no. I thought I was good, but apparently, um, what movie, if you can think of it? Is like the farthest off of what it really is. Can you remember watching a movie where it's just like that is not at all the way that it's like? Mm. Tropic Thunder. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen Jarhead? Yeah. Yeah. So that's Desert Storm. So I don't really know. I wasn't in Desert Storm. Obviously, I was in first grade, but. Um, 
some of the stuff that was in there was kind of yeah felt like it was a little outlandish yeah but i don't know other than um, that because i don't really most of the combat like most of the war movies and stuff i watch are all old like world war Two, vietnam era stuff like i don't yeah i've watched lone survivor and what is that chris kyle movie called american, american sniper, american sniper <laughs> and jarhead black hawk down yeah but that's more that's more about a specific incident yeah and that's somalia in like the mid 90s gotcha and that was a bad deal that was that was they should have they that's stuff like that is what you learn about in training yeah you know like what kind of what not to do. what not to do anymore you know um where was uh was Greg over there? Greg, yeah, I, I think so. I, I, I thought I thought you had talked to him. I thought he was in Iraq the same time as you. I think he said something about, it, but we we've never had like an in depth conversation about okay. it. Okay, yeah. I thought he was flying helicopters. I think he was. I'm well. I'm pretty sure he was, but I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember. I've talked to him a little bit about it, but we hadn't had like a sit down in depth. Like, I'm gonna probably have him on a podcast at some point. That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. So then we go to riding bucking horses. Um. After that. Yeah. So. And get bucked shot off a at, bunch of saddle bronc horses, yeah, and then. In, I guess we met in what oh seven. Yeah, oh seven. Maybe oh. No, we met. You, I met. I think I met you I'm first. at Leroy. I met you at Bubba's. I met yeah. you at that 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 uh, rodeo. In Waller, wasn't it? Hempstead. Yes. Hempstead. Yeah. You were with your dad. I was with my dad. Yeah. And then <clears throat> we went to Bubba's a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was where I kind of got started. Was at Bubba's. Well, I so I I was getting on saddle run courses. And I started there at that Sankey school with Pop. Yeah. And then and then I was just going to CPs and stuff and getting bucked off all the time and going to Bubba's and getting bucked off all the time. And and so Bubba talked me into, he's like, man, like, I don't mean to tell you your business, but you're built to be a bareback runner. Like, you, you ought to think about at least trying it out. Yeah. And so at that time, I just bought a brand new saddle, so I wasn't wanting to like swap and jump ship and go buy. At that time, they were like six hundred fifty bucks rigging. Now they're like eight hundred fifty. But yeah. Uh, so I borrowed one of his and got on my first barrack horse there at his house, and I covered my first barrack horse. Yeah. After I've been getting bucked off of saddlebone <laughs> horses for a year and a half. Scale of one so, to ten, getting shot at as a ten. What is yeah. riding bareback horses? It's probably a seven. Yeah. Six or a seven. Yeah. It depends on you know, I mean, you know as well as I do, it depends on what you're getting on. Right. And where you are. Yeah. Like if you're at you know, at Snook, it's gonna be way different than if you go to freaking Cheyenne. Yeah. You know. Way different. Right. Better pick up man at Cheyenne. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who was picking up. I, I remember uh, that snook. Doug Bass. That, da- that day. Doug and Bass. Then, uh, probably. <clears throat> I think Dallas. there was only one. Was there only one pickup no, there? There's two because Dallas. I can't remember Dallas's last name. Spence. Spence. He was riding yeah. a colt, and that colt started bucking as <laughs> soon as it was. Yeah, this horse up. started turning back. And Snook I, was the the spot for a while. Yeah, it remember was. the practice pen though. Oh yeah, it was a Man, blast. We had a blast. Hole. Yeah, God. Garrison. And I don't know why there were always so many girls around. There was a bunch. Like Cause, cause the wild women because of us. Well, back then, but that didn't come till like years later. <laughs> because of us, that's why they were around. <laughs> and I don't mean like forty. I'm just saying like the ratio was always pretty oh, good. Yeah. There's always you know, five or six more than it. It was like it was we, like if there was if t- there was ten guys, there might be you know ten girls kind of deal. We had a bulletin board <laughs> at the house. But there was no reason for them to be there. Was the point? No. Like we're practicing. That was what they didn't. Yeah. They didn't come. Bulletin board. No, <laughs> there we had a bulletin board <laughs> at the house. It was like a graveyard for old, for ex girlfriends. Like we stick a picture <laughs> on the, on this bulletin board every time one got canned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peyton. Me and you, you lived in there. Yeah. It was me and, and you and Peyton. The third bedroom was like a revolving door. Yeah. Peyton, Clark, Leroy, Jacob. Well, Jake, <coughs> Leroy was. Yeah, I, stayed, I, I lived there for three years. And there was four of us at one point because Jacobs was in there with you in the yep. bunk. You remember Tyler, Yachlin? Yeah. Couch. Oh, man, that frustrated you so bad. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the he one- was on the couch. I would leave to go to work. Great like guy, I, though. Great guy. Yeah, good guy. But I was, so we weren't to the point in our rodeo career that we were winning enough to not have to work. So I was still working. I'd get my butt up in the morning and go to work. You and this up was early, too. Yeah, this was my... And so my parents owned this duplex. <clears throat> so the three of us lived on one side, and my sister... And her friends lived on the other side. So I was like the the maintenance guy. Like I was like the, the manager, the property manager. So anyway, so I so I'd leave to go to work at like six thirty, seven in the morning. And I'd come back at five o'clock and this son of a gun would still be sitting on my gosh damn couch <laughs> where I saw him when I left eating up all the gosh damn food. Watching the freaking cable that we paid for, soaking up all the AC that I didn't get to soak up that day because I was at work, and it just started it go, started getting to where he would have like on the a fr- wife beater and boxers, and just like freaking like sitting on a beanbag naked eating <laughs> Cheetos, you know, like <laughs> that's how I, like playing video games, watching TV, just doing nothing. The day that no, Ross like, had enough though, he came home and. And he was sitting there, and uh, and he had clipped his fingernails and toenails, and they were sitting on a paper plate on the coffee table in God front of him. Bless. <laughs> that was the straw that broke the camel. I was like, y'all got to get. I mean, I know he's y'all, and like we're all <laughs> friends. Like he's a good dude, but y'all got to get him out of here. We we got to. <laughs> he got to go. He got to go sleep on somebody else's couch for a little bit. 
God. Did he not have a house, or was he just? I don't remember. It wasn't. It wasn't, but a couple of weeks. You know, it wasn't like a long. Time. No, it wasn't a long time. time. It was like it. It was like three weeks, I think. Yeah. But by <laughs> by week two, at first it was like helping him out, and then by the end of it, it was like he was like, "You gotta go." Well, they, well, felt, they felt sorry for him. He would have seizures. Oh yeah, yeah. he couldn't drive himself. Oh. Well, because he and and he was. Everywhere. We were gone on the weekend, so we would leave Thursday. And go rodeo Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then we wouldn't be back home till Sunday. So but he'd like, still be there, you know, like. But it was like you know, nobody was there for part of the week, and so yeah, it was easy to, for a couple of weeks at least, justify staying in these people's house, you know, because yeah. there was a time when we weren't when we weren't there. Golly. How about how about freaking. Gonzalez oh, man. <laughs> <In there. laughs> eating that oh, whole was, roll of summer sausage. He was, was sitting so in mad. a recliner, sitting in a recliner, and they're watching TV. He had he had unwrapped this whole, and he was just eating a roll no. of summer oh. sausage like a like a pickle. Normally <laughs> you normally you cut it. You just know you'll cut slices. Eat four or five slices and you're good. Oh this my yeah. gosh! God, he was just holding it. He was just holding it a whole freaking log of Ate summer the whole sausage. Thing of it. And then he clogged up the toilet. Man. <laughs> there would be a lot of like rodeo guys like. Pa- yeah, they people love College Station. Everybody yeah. did. You know. Oh, it's so and like people would just awesome come stay and hang out and go to the bar and so we we would we were kind of a frequent stop yeah. especially whenever them Flor- Floridians started piling into Athens yeah you know they'd come down Hunter and yeah uh, Hunter Carter and greaser and, uh, and greaser greasy and all baby and yeah. all them would come to a uh, college station Brian. You know, A&M would have their college rodeo. That weekend was always big. But anyway, whatever. Man, that was, <coughs> those are those are some good times. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely some of the, I mean, some of the highlights. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. We, we went many a miles. We had, we had a lot of fun. So did. <coughs> so did. Went on my first rodeo run. My first. Uh, <coughs> first time going to pro shows with y- was with y'all. That was yeah. right after the Ardmore deal. That was like two months after. Yeah. We went to went up to North and South Dakota. And started in Cleburne, went to Kill Deer. Yeah. And came back. No, I was talking about Perry. Like my first Oh, we went to Florida. Yeah, we went That's to Perry, what it Georgia. Was. Yeah, I got knocked out and didn't know where the heck we were. Yeah, we were in Davie, Florida. <laughs> yeah, we went to Perry. Is it Davie that's like right by Miami? Yeah. Yeah, we went to da- well, we went to went to Perry, Dade City. Dade City. And then Davy. And, and, and somewhere else. I don't remember. But Davie is like the southern the, last one. the most southern part yeah. of Florida that a rodeo could ever be at. Yeah. And, and Ross Hems- got knocked Hempstead's out. Homestead's a little further. Yeah. Homestead. After the whistle. Homestead's not. Homestead's further. Fur- yeah, home- no, Davie's like on the tip. I thought that was Homestead's Homestead. not no. Davy's way the hell down there. No, it's not. <laughs> I go to Homestead all the time. I still do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look it up on a map. I've been to Homestead. Me and Greaser. Okay. Whatever. Davy's on the southern <laughs> part of this. Yeah. bitch is like right by Miami. I'm giving you a hard time. I know this. I was with you. It's right next to Miami. I've been to Davy three times. But I okay, got, whatever. But yeah, Davey, after the whistle. He gets knocked I out. I get knocked out. 
hit my head on the bucket back shoots the or something. And yeah. doesn't believe us that we're in Florida. Yeah, I'm not like, why are we in Florida? For multiple hours. <laughs> oh, dude, I remember. We're driving home before he's like, believes us that we're in Florida. You and I were on the same side. Yeah. Our horses are on the same side. And I remember having to sit there with you. And you asked me like 15 times the same three questions. <laughs> and so like, I'm trying to saddle my horse and you're just like asking me questions. And I, I can't remember who I asked. I was like, hey man, make sure he doesn't wander off. <laughs> Which sure is funny because I didn't even get hit that horn. No, yeah, you you, uh, you you double grabbed and went to jump off and didn't didn't yeah. see how close you were to the chutes. Yeah, and, you hit your and head I on hit the my shoot. head on the chutes. And it did, I didn't even hit that horn. Mm-mm. <clears throat> I hit way harder and <laughs> why are we in yeah. Florida? I was like, dude, you planned this trip. Ardmore. This was was your idea. Remember when me and you and Emmy went down oh, there? Oh yeah. Emmy called me the other day. Did he? Yeah. Is he doing good? Yeah. 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 Got a little boy. Um, I think he's got a couple kids actually. That guy used to freaking ride those that, practice bulls that <clears throat> the Sankey school with rubber boots on. Oh yeah. He was a cowboy. Yeah. And a freaking sure flank is. rope. He could do all of it. He could ride a bareback horse. He could ride a bronc. He could ride a bull. He could fight him. Yeah. With that a was, smile on his face that the was whole his, time. I don't want to call it a curse, but it's just like when you're good at so many things that, you know, you kind of end up doing a lot of them. Mm-hmm. He rode bulls on that trip. I just always talk about it because it's he a pretty. He was the only one to cover a bull down there. And yeah. won a bunch of money. Yeah. Bunch of, bunch of money. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, he was like 68 points on this flat spinner and won the whole deal. But he, uh, uh, we were coming back. It was like four-hour shifts. We would each drive four hours. I think it was like 20-hour drive or something. Mm-hmm. And um, we, t- we <laughs> cell, phone, cell phones weren't as prolific then. And uh, anyway, we were, I did my shift, whatever. It was time for Emmy to do his and. Or no, he was he had done his shift. He was sleeping. Yeah. And we changed the clocks on him. And and we changed the clocks and he was like, Gosh dang, I feel like I only slept twenty minutes. <laughs> he got in the driver's it's your seat. Turn to drive, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you guys yeah, let him do that too? Yeah. yeah. You didn't like well, no. we, he drove a little bit yeah. and then we told him. He was in, like, he had the radio cranked up, he was in there singing. <laughs> he was trying to get and we, we Oh, uh, man. Yeah, y'all went on that trip before we went on ours. Yeah. Y'all tried to give it to me, and you're like, oh, let's, let's, let's pull an Emmy on him. I wasn't asleep yet. Yeah. <laughs> and y'all had already told me the story, so I knew it was coming. Yeah. This dude used to snore oh, no. in the back of that gosh dang <laughs> camper. Shoo. We, and we, we'd wake him up. He'd be like, what, dude? I he wasn't snoring. So like, <laughs> I wasn't even asleep. You think we're like, just dude. randomly waking you up at one thirty just for the hell of it? You're snoring so dang loud, we can't even think straight. He was up there, like, throwing pillows at him. <laughs> <laughs> well, if the bed was... Well, the bed was... The problem was the bed was too 22 days on the road, this joker snoring every night. Well, I'd stayed what? awake long enough to let y'all try to go to sleep before He I was did. in the top... No, you were in the top the whole time. No. I think he was in the top. No, you and I you and I shared the bottom bunk and he was <laughs> in the top the whole time. That actually <laughs> makes sense. I remember being on the bottom. And then y'all tried to y'all tried to make uh <laughs> you brought your bedroll and you were like, Man, let's put the saddles in the front 
you got to get up underneath the bed, man. We got to roll that bedroll <laughs> out. Y'all tried to make me sleep underneath it so y'all couldn't hear it. I think I Snoring. wanted you out of the bed with me because your damn toenails. <laughs> Gosh, dang. <laughs> like like a fish. freaking cat. <laughs> Did you get kicked by a bronc? No, it's Leroy's toenails got me. Oh, man. <laughs> they were short, too. I, just, I, I like to keep the edges so I don't get a... Uh, uh, that was a probably, that was a good trip too. A month or two ago, Florian Bowman called me. Yeah, we I think we talked about that. Oh, she yeah. Strasburg. Is that North Dakota? Yeah, South we rode at uh, Strasburg. Yeah. Leroy was the only one to get into it for some reason, and then we had like four days to kill, and we were we went to a cafe, and we were like, "What are we gonna do?" And I saw some a couple, an older couple, and I was like, "They look like they ranch," and I went over. I was like. Just started a conversation with him. I was like, how are y'all? You don't need any work done, do you? Somewhere we could plug in. And we went and worked for four days. We cleaned out that barn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we cleaned. It had been cleaned them in horses and, Yeah, them horses and cows that got <laughs> in there with hay and just crapped in it. And it was it uh, was probably about a foot deep at least, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, shovels. Sho- yeah, we were in there we with shoveled shovel. it. Yeah, the whole barn. shoveled the whole barn out. Golly. Got on a couple colts. Oh, he was telling yeah. us that it was yeah. uh, that barn during the winter. Get, there's so much snow, they just put all that hay in there, and they open the whole barn up so all just the animals let, can get yeah, in. Yeah, let so them get freeze. in there. And God. Yeah, that was that was a good trip, and then we... Rhubarb uh, pie, eh? Huh? Rhubarb pie. That was some damn good pie. Mm-hmm. And then, I, yeah, we got back, and I bought rhubarbs, like trying to... Trying to make trying that to remake pie. it, and apparently they aren't sweet. Yeah, it's hard to make <laughs> rhubarb pie. <laughs> Golly. Yeah, we had a, Man, a pretty a good, good run of it there. Here's to the sunny slopes For of long while. ago. Yeah. And then well, we all moved in at the ranch. It's still yeah. going. You're still rodeoing. Where are you yeah. going over the 4th? I'm going to Buffalo on Friday and Teague on Saturday. That buckle's been... Loomy. Missing me. Speaking of buckles, are you going to go to El Dorado? Maybe. Yeah. That's it's always July, right? Late July. Yeah. I would love to win I think that I've buckle. been second at Teague like three times. I've been second at, at El Dorado twice. Yeah. I think I was first like all the way up until like the last rider one time. They beat me by like one point. Teague <laughs> sticks out in my mind from I got hurt. Separated my shoulder, dislocated, and broke my collarbone. And I was walking back to the bucking shoots, and all I could hear was Ross laughing. <laughs> Just that freaking, look at him. Because <laughs> I was walking back, and my arm was like hanging down the, past my knee. <laughs> there's nothing that I laughed more at than when he <laughs> took a horn up the pooper. <laughs> At Fort Scott, Kansas. <laughs> he uh, was fighting bulls. I went to that school. It was like 17 degrees. <laughs> I went to that school to ride bulls. Yeah, and... The, and and, and the bullfighter got hurt. Was That was a... Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, what was his name? The bullfighter got hooked. Benny. And then Benny Bob Patrick, I think, got hooked. Yeah. And then they were like, yeah, he hurt his Hey, realize you that you're here to ride... <laughs> But what if you fought? So I was in jeans, mm-hmm. and <laughs> gosh, damn, that he was got a hook. Cold. He, he was sore for like <laughs> he was sore for like a week. He could hardly dr- sit in the seat to drive home. 
Yeah. yeah oh, us, we lost us, camera one. Us three and uh, <clears throat> Tyler Terry. Tyler Terry. There's another kid. Sims, and uh, uh, I can't remember his last name. Tyler went up there to ride bulls, didn't tell his parents, and then we went in Did Clay in Jackson's. Trouble? Nah, I mean, not bad, but we went in Clay Jackson's Honda Civic. I thought that was another trip. Well, we went to Fort you Scott and I, twice. You and I, did you go with I us when there. we went in Clay he Jackson's? Went once. Yeah. There was no radio, no freaking little bitty old power windows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think two you door. And I argued the whole way there. Two door. About something. Teague, think, though, oh, yeah. the one, the, the, I was like early rodeoing. And the only, I, you, you, there's no way you remember this, but every time I see a bandana, I think about the bullfighter came up to us and he was like, hey, what do y'all got a condom? And I was like, <laughs> no. And he was like, I need the thing off of it to put my for my bandana. It's good luck. And he walked off, and we were like, you trashy son of a. And and I was like, it was like an earth like I had not been to a lot of rodeos. Yeah. And I was like, is that like a thing? Am I new? Like what? This is not. That's not cool. Turned out like it wasn't a thing, and it's not cool. And I've never ever heard of that again. And the bullfighter was that a piece of trash. Disgusting. Yeah. Like, why would you want to wear? Do you not? Do you remember that? No. Okay. Well, uh-uh. I it was. I was disgusted enough that I remember it all these years later. Yeah. And I was just wondering if you remembered that. No, that's, that's. I didn't mean to bring. That's a disgusting story. But it was. I was just like, there's people around. It's like a form. Like, and I mean, why we're, would we? We're about to get on. I got yeah, my ride. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, yeah, of course going. I, I got do. One I got one in my, all yeah. my wallet from eighth grade. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Weirdo. Gosh, dang. Oh, Just gosh, dang. Just tied in a knot. It's a bandana. Who cares? Weirdo. Anyway. But yeah, so. But yeah, you know what? I'm uh, starting to climb on a few. And we were talking about, like, God's timing and stuff like that. That free, Like, I call you last week about that stupid rigging man like we got so much rain like within a month or so and i left that rigging in the garage i mean i had it on the spur board and i left that rigging in the garage and that which would be normal like freaking, i mean like why not like that old handle just broke down on me and my hand was just rolling out and i'm riding great feel great riding great yeah. i'm probably in better shape than i've been in a long time yeah and it's just so, but I got a new one. So we're yeah, gonna... for the listeners that don't know, the handles are made out of rawhide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why humidity loose. and all that. The humidity will get them bad. Well, and it was a two-year-old rig, and so at some point it was about to. Yeah. You know, it was gonna break down on me, but. Yeah. Yeah, we got it. Huh. Should have it rolling now, and then I'm gonna kind of finish out the year going to some going to some amateurs, and then buy my PRCA stuff back in October and see if I can do the give deal. them give them a run do the deal give them a run oh yeah they'll be announcing me with Will Lowe as being the 240 year old guys nothing wrong with it no not a damn thing wrong with it no we might be right there with you yeah. good not, the, not 40 I'm not 40 but not far from it I guess yeah. closer to 40 than I am at 20 yeah we're going. We're gonna see if Donnie can go. Where are you going this weekend? Wimberley. Friday. Yeah. Maybe It'll Buffalo be Saturday. <coughs> Wimberley's fun. I like yeah. Wimberley. It's in that bowl. Yeah. 
That is a neat place. Yeah. That, and if it's on the 4th, they do they do a really cool fireworks show. They have a the buckle end. over the 4th. They got another rodeo in Wimberley in September. They don't have a buckle then. I, do you I remember? That one. I think us three went to that one in so, September. Yeah. <coughs> so, Wimberley, this is the last time I got on a saddle bronc horse. With do you, Charlie? Yeah. Charles yeah. came. He got on one, too. Yeah. And we went to, did he get on one or he got on a bull? He got on a bull. He didn't enter the bronc riding. He got on a he got on bronc. I thought he got on. Yeah. He got on. I think he got on a bull. But anyway, so because remember, I got kicked (coughs) in the face a couple weeks prior to that. Yeah, and I couldn't I couldn't stand like the bareback riding because it was too much like it was too much pressure. Yeah. Because my face like it was still like right. Your bones. And so, but I could get on a bronc. Yeah. And so, but I got freaking two jumps. I remember. Yeah. Because I remember, like, hoping you were going to do good, but then also praying you didn't hit your face again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. Did I go with y'all on that one? Is that is that when I... Keegan when was I, with it. That was when we went and jumped those cliffs over there. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. At Dead Man's Hole. Yeah. Yeah, that was the trip when it was in September because I, uh, I I won the bronc riding and I thought they had a I thought they had a buckle and I went upstairs and I was heartbroken because they were like no that's only on the it 4th. was in September yeah I thought it was on the fourth no. so they do give a buckle at Wimberley for the fourth or maybe it's the opposite I think it's the opposite. maybe they give that buckle in the fall and that was over the fourth so it that was over the fourth because that's when it that's was, when it I was got hot. kicked yeah I got kicked yeah, in like man. Memorial Day weekend so it was yeah, only like a man, month later jump dead man's in September right yeah <clears throat> well we might have it's still hot but it was yeah. definitely hot enough that it was over the fourth that was the trip when I got off on uh the pickup man Emery and I ripped, ripped his the shirt, shirt. Off. <laughs> <laughs> my hand got caught in his or my pinky got caught in his shirt ripped all his buttons off yeah <laughs> I got on Tarleton I can't remember what I got on a black horse. I can't remember its name. Some of those I hardly remember. Man, those Johnny Hull horses, I remember a lot of them. Some of my best rides. You well, when you follow around a stock mm-hmm. contractor enough that you, you kind of get to. Yeah, but I hadn't been in so long. It's hard to. A lot of those horses we were getting on Dude, three or four years up. ago. He's bucking some of them, but a lot of them are. You know, he doesn't, he's got different ones now. Yeah. Especially in the bareback riding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dale, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Good times. The saga. I'm trying to remember if there was anything else we I was going to ask you. We talked about you getting beat at ping pong, rodeo. Mm-hmm. That was a requirement. Yeah. Yeah, for you being here. Yeah. Well... We give, uh, at the end of each podcast, we give life advice. Do you have any life advice? I think I might have a little bit. Um, I think it would just be, don't ever let somebody else convince you that you can't do something that you're either passionate about or want to do. You have to be willing to just flat out get after it. Like you have to, if you have a passion for something, you have to have a passion enough to want to do it yourself. Not saying that you're, everybody gets help along the way, but you have to be able to 
take that help and live by your experiences to get you to where you want to be. Yeah. Man, it's crazy. I was thinking about that last night. Well, on my way to the drive, I was listening to the podcast, and I just got to thinking somebody said something. I was like, nobody owes you shit. No, not freaking nobody. And that's what I, like, I tell my kids that all the time. Like, I tell Brody that all the time. Like, dude, nobody owes you freaking anything. I mean, nothing. Yeah. Like, nobody. And when it really comes down to it, nobody cares. That either. Yeah. No, nobody cares. Nope. If 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 you end up living underneath <coughs> a bridge somewhere, your parents might care, but to a certain extent, if you're getting up bad ways and that kind of deal, and yeah, like, no, I mean, yeah, people care in the sense of donating food, donating money, that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. In that sense, they care, but like really, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, we all got crap. Yeah. Everybody's Everybody's got, got something going on. Yeah. Every freaking body. Yeah. Yeah. What you got, Donnie? Um when you get at the end of your rope, tie knot in it, hang on. I like it. Yeah. That is a good one. Are you about to cry? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, I should have been thinking about it. I was listening. Yeah. You go ahead. Are you about to cry? And maybe. <laughs> I was uh one of the things I made a um I made a meme on it a long time ago. I like to quote myself, but I'm also <laughs> humble. <laughs> um and I made a meme of myself and I even put Dash Dale Brisby on it, you know? And it said uh um uh, it was on a picture of me in mud boots with spurs. But you know, when they were tied on, yeah, and they and I had uh bull riding spurs on the mud boots, but they were Kelly's, yeah. And the meme said it said, uh, be a fruit loop in a bowl full of Cheerios, Cheerios. And uh, somebody commented on it, and uh, it they said, yeah, look at this guy with his spurs on upside down, <laughs> but they were they were Kelly's, they were Kelly's. <laughs> and they got that little jaunt yeah. in them on the shank, and it's like. He picked the most legitimate part of About the, the whole, whole deal. picture. Like, you could have commented on the fact I'm wearing mud boots. You could have commented on the fact that I'm quoting myself like a douchebag. You could have <laughs> commented on the actual quote, but you picked the most legitimate thing, like the old school, bad to the bone Kellys, and they're not upside down. You know, he yeah. just he just doesn't know Boron Spurs. And he, he threw shade on the one thing that was legitimate, and I thought that was funny. The whole thing encompassed Dale Brisby. It's like, you, my friend, are a Dale Brisby. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Ryder Wright, who's a Rodeo Time uh, wearer, has, uh, he's got world that's champion. his bio. And a, yeah, and a world champion multiple time. Saddle Bronc Ride and world best champion. That's uh, his Instagram bio and has been for like four years. And I've, I've never been prouder. Yeah. Be a fruit loop in a bowl full of chairs. Yeah, right or right. He he makes my latigos for me. Like Yeah. This this is guy that <laughs> Yeah, he does leather work. <laughs> yeah. He does also do leather work he's and made the really latigos. <clears throat> pretty handy with some leather. What do you got now? Man, he got one life, so just live it. Yeah. Kinda on the same thing Ross is saying. Like if there's something you want to do, do it. Doesn't matter what. 
your parents say, in-laws say, like if it's something specific that you really want to do, go do it. Don't give a crap what anybody else thinks. Yeah. If you got haters, you're doing something right. That's what I know. Well, I got plenty of those. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. (laughs) 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 Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, Rodeo Time, the podcast. If you want Ross on, hit him up. Hit me up. I'll get you in contact with him. Um, That would be sweet. We're on to the next one. Text me, 940-353-0890. Let me know what you... Text me the word podcast. Let me know what you think about it. Check out dalebrisby.com. I'd like to thank K&M, Total Feeds, American Hat, Rock and Roll Denim, Excalibur Containers. Pow, pow. Oh, Corey. On to the next one. Rodeo time. <laughs>